Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the Sea Report. We are coming to you live on this uh, Tuesday evening, uh, September 14th. Yep, that seems to be the time. And uh, most definitely, uh, we are uh, happy to be here again with you live. I'm your host, Mr. C, uh, bringing to you another uh, smashing report. Uh, we'll see if it's smashing as much as it is just a report. But either way, I think you all will be in for you know, a little bit of a ride like we tend to do here over at the Sea Report and uh, bring you guys a couple of uh, interesting tidbits from the headlines that we hear throughout the day and so forth and so on. That's just the way we do it. You know, guys, you guys know how it goes. And uh, yeah, uh, we shall uh, carry on, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you guys are having a wonderful Tuesday afternoon, kind of a quiet Tuesday afternoon. That's not to say that there's nothing going on because there's always something going on uh, regardless of whether we want it to or not. A lot of uh, different stories coming out of the headlines today. Uh, definitely some stuff that we will touch on uh, this afternoon as we're looking at uh, some of President Trump's most recent statements. One of his statements, uh, probably one of his most jarring statements uh, today. Uh, we will uh, definitely be covering that uh, throughout the report. In fact, let me go ahead and get our headlines up for you guys for today. There we go. And there you have it. The people rise against vaccine mandates. We're going to be exploring as many aspects of that as I had time to find on that especially because, uh, I mean, aside from this far overreaching dictatorial and Hitler-esque move uh, that uh, President Biden made last Tuesday, you know, a lot of talk has come up amongst the friends um, and the family and amongst citizens and Americans, you know, all around about exactly how this is going to be dealt with uh, when we have someone who has uh, unmasked himself as the dictator that he was installed to be attempts to make such a uh, a move in uh, in this day and age, uh, regardless of where we are as a people, regardless of what political uh, side that we stand on within this divide, uh, regardless of how we feel, um, I'm willing to bet that uh, the fear that was uh, induced uh, by the uh, COVID-19 planned pandemic um, has at least subsided, you know, since, uh, I don't know, say maybe uh, the start of summer, you know, maybe even before then, probably before then, actually. Um, and uh, people just are not uh, seeing it the same way as I think uh, the uh, media and uh, the powers that be behind uh, this uh, faux administration would like us to be. Maybe uh, perhaps with the CDC and the WHO would prefer us to still be. I mean, perhaps in their little bubble of a world, uh, they still seem to believe that uh, everyone in the world, including Americans, are afraid. Uh, but let me tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, I think you guys would probably agree with me on this point. Uh, I think Americans are more afraid of losing their rights more so than uh, some uh, piddly diddly little virus that only has, uh, what, 1% uh, chance or less of actually being lethal, a 98 to 99% chance of recovery. And in fact, uh, if anyone should be afraid, it should be the ones who actually took the vaccine. But of course, uh, that is a tale that we are all very much so familiar with. 
And indeed, a lot of us have expressed that uh, um, to ourselves and to others uh, about uh, that state of existence. You know, those who decided to take that vaccine, right? Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Actually, we're, we're going to go a little we're going to go a little bit into that. We won't just talk a little bit about that. Um, did a lot of um, digging around, uh, you know, the good old uh, search engines today, digging up sto stories, visiting uh, common uh, and uh, um, familiar uh, um, website hubs, you know, uh, journals and such uh, that's kind of, uh, you know, give out those stories. But uh, dig a little bit deeper, ladies and gentlemen, and you'll see that uh, this movement um, uh, is much larger than we probably imagined it was. And now uh, it is definitely going into overdrive with these um, uh, um, EOs, these executive orders, uh, that uh, the Biden junta is attempting to lay across these United States of America and to subject us to violation of our sacred temples uh, by way of um, uh, forcing these man uh, these vaccines on us through mandates that of course you know will either uh, either leave us jobless or they will leave us jabbed with an experimental uh, drug, an experimental vaccine uh, that we have no idea exactly where or what the outcome of that would be. So welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, and uh, we are coming to you guys live across the field uh, at the foxhole.app, as always, with love, as well as Twitch, and also on Clout Hub. So I hope you guys are having a wonderful afternoon. Uh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Hey there, uh, uh, Disco Ball Chaser over at Foxhole. Thank you for... Uh, uh, the well wishes for the show. Good evening, Miss Liz Garcia, and uh, good evening, Miss Just V. And uh, Liz, thank you for gifting that can over there, as well as for uh, sending some love to the Cash App. I appreciate you, sweetie. <laughs> and it's good to have you in the chats today. Good to have you in the chats. I know we were just kind of uh, talking offline there a little bit earlier ago, but uh, uh, it's always good to see all of you all in the C chats as well as in the audience. Um, but yes, uh, as I said, so we'll be talking about uh, the people rising up against the vaccine mandates. I'm sure you guys will love to hear about a case for treason against General Victoria Mark Milley. Uh, and you might expect uh, to see also uh, everyone's favorite graphic with that as well. And then naturally, uh, as we promised yesterday, uh, we will be um, airing the Trump uh, interview with the Gateway Pundit. Um, so uh, yesterday, guys, we went into some serious overdrive, quite serious. So we were at, we, uh, we were at uh, four hours yesterday when we ended the C report. We don't typically run that long. I think at the most we'll go about three hours, but uh, we were having quite a field day uh, with President Trump yesterday. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, observing and listening to the words of our president. So uh, it's always a great thing to kind of do that. And of course, you know, we wanted to kind of uh, catch up on uh, what was going on with uh, with uh, President Trump on uh, the 9-11 memorial of the false flag terrorist attacks that took place 20 years ago. So absolutely, uh, this man came uh, straight out of the gates uh, running 
and uh, he knocked through all the opposition that would be all the fake politicians and the so-called patriotic leaders of this day and age. And of course, they're proving themselves to be uh, exactly the opposite of that, I would say for sure. I would definitely say for sure. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, a lot of stuff going on today in the headlines, of course. You know, we have those uh, lighter stories out there, such as uh, the uh, the absolute hypocrisy, uh, the contradiction. Of course, AOC is a contradiction in terms herself. Uh, but, you know, uh, for a lot of people out there who like to stargaze and, uh, you know, just uh, kind of uh, peer away at the celebrities, you know, you have uh, AOC coming out in a, a gown. It's, it's just complete, a complete, a complete and total oxymoron going to the Met Gala, right, in a gown that says tax the rich, okay, I'm pretty sure that uh, AOC probably makes a lot more money and, you know, it may not even be, uh, it may not even be of sound, uh, of sound uh, um, occurrence, I'm sure she gets a lot of money from other people for other things, but, uh, you know, uh, for her to go to the Met Gala wearing a dress that says tax the rich, as tacky as it was, you know, uh, you know, that's something that people are kind of eye spying today. Uh, a very, very um, <laughs> ignorant woman uh, who seems to be able to get away with these silly things that she does. I, I will never understand how people could put up with someone so blatantly repulsive uh, to the idea of America freedom and... Uh, I mean, I mean, she's repulsive even to the idea of Democrats, in my opinion. But again, uh, she is not a Democrat at all. Uh, she is a progressive communist uh, hiding in the sheep, uh, sheep's uh, clothing of American. Um, uh, most, 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 most definitely. So, hey, Sergeant Sparky, how you're doing? Uh, he says, uh, update. Matt says the fix is in the works. So that's great news. Uh, I'm guessing uh, you might be uh, speaking in reference to uh, technical blessings on uh, certain platforms. Very good, sir. Thank you for that update. I mean, hey, this stuff happens when you're growing and you're independent, right? I mean, I would assume so uh, that uh, the uh, platform is independent. Uh, so most definitely, that's good news. Thank you for sharing that, Sergeant Sparky. Hey, but you know, we all have we all have a very uh, staunch ability to uh, persevere here. <coughs> and of course, I'm not just speaking here at the C reports or in the C chats. I mean, over at the foxhole.app. So uh, good news indeed. Uh, Sergeant Sparky follows that up with dumb C. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to you, Mr. C. You know, I know what you mean. I know who you're talking about. Uh, and that, and, and you know, uh, C is C. My last name is not that word. So we're all good. At it. <laughs> uh, but most definitely interesting. Yeah. The, the diligence that these people have uh, over here at the Voxel app is great. Um, so it's always, always awesome. Sorry, I'm seeing notifications coming into here. Uh, oh, someone, uh, yeah, we got some people over at Clout Hub, it seems like, today, too. So, great, great, great. Uh, Clout Hub and uh, Twitch are getting populated, um, as it were. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Liz Garcia says, tax the bleh. <laughs> tax the Empress Beach to you. 
that's probably the easiest way I could say. I try and keep this a family show. You know, guys, you know, I'm not, I'm, it's not as if though I were not prone to using such types of language. You know, uh, just as an off story to that, like, I'll never forget. Uh, you know, uh, uh, being in operations and in uh, what do you call it, in retail and stuff like that uh, in the past, you know, I always I always try to be as professional as possible, you know, and, uh, you know, being in operations, you go behind a lot of closed doors. You hear a lot of way that uh, managers talk and other other people, other leaders and eh, talking about foul mouthed SOBs, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, they all looked at me like I was funny because behind closed doors, I still would not cuss and just, you know, let it loose. And all I had to say to that, ladies and gentlemen, was, um, you know, I hear cussing 24-7 outside of work, you know, uh, at home or on the streets with my friends. I don't need to be that way at work just because, and it's not being real. It's just the way I am. Of course, people think I'm fake because of that, but you know what? Screw you. You know, that's just the way I am. Live with it or leave it, whatever. I don't care. But this is still a family, you know, this is still a family show. I'd like to think, even though, you know, we, we talk about uh, some interesting concepts sometimes and we might go off into some crass type of ideas. Uh, but nevertheless, you know, I think, uh, I think there's still a, a, a pretty, strong body of individuals out there that, uh, you know, if they didn't have to hear those words, they wouldn't. Uh, my mom, my mama included, right? Uh, she doesn't watch the show to be sure a hundred percent. Like, uh, she, she has nothing to do with news and politics except her local news. And of course, quite often, uh, um, she's telling me about things on the news that I told her about two weeks ago and she forgot, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, my mother has no place in this world as far as politics go. And uh, no matter what I might try and share with her, she still don't want to hear it. Um, but that's just the way it is. It doesn't mean I love her any less or I judge her, or look at her differently. Um, it's just the way things are. And uh, you have to respect that, uh, particularly where family is concerned. So uh, that is that is what I do. Uh, because after all, I don't want our house divided. It's shrinking as much as it is. So anyhow, yeah, Liz Garcia says, I don't cuss in real life, uh, smiley face with tears. Well, you know, I have my moments, uh, but uh, I just, you know, and then of course, um, back when I used to cuss more often, uh, I would use the defense that uh, cussing, is, uh, cussing is a signal that you have high intelligence. Um, of course, my mother never believed that, but anyways. <laughs> Yeah, she thinks I'm slow. <laughs> Anyways, a lot of other stories going on out there today. Uh, you know, uh, still keeping on uh, the eye uh, with the audits. Um, you know, we had, uh, what is it, uh, Senator uh, Wendy Rogers uh, assuring us that we would have uh, the, um, we would have the uh, results soon and that uh, those results uh, will be turned over to the state attorney general, uh, one Mark Baranovich. Um, and uh, that means that that kind of signals to me uh, that they most definitely probably did find some type of uh, some type of, uh, I don't know, criminal fraud. I mean, how could they not have found any type of criminal fraud uh, based on all of the evidence that we've shown? Plus, you know, of course, uh, the um, uh, the what do you call it? The the canvassing that occurred, and uh, also, of course, uh, when we're talking about Georgia, we're talking about the uh, True the Vote investigation that is also about to break. Um, let's see here. 
what was this? What does this headline say? Uh, Georgia election audit update the hearing next Monday for physical ballots. Oh, so we're making some leeway in Georgia now. I haven't read the story, but based on that headline, I would have to say it sounds pretty much like uh, there. Maybe maybe this is a Garland Favorito voter GA effort here. Now, you remember Garland Favorito, you know, it took him it took him like, you know, the entire uh, horse and steerage uh, just get um, just to get uh, like a. Um, uh, gra- um, electronic images of the ballots, and they were not even at a resolution that was high enough to detect fraud, uh, as in counterfeit ballots. But they were able to most definitely find uh, um, a mismatch, a discrepancy in uh, in uh, in the uh, ballot numbers versus the ballot um, the ballot papers. Uh, that you put on those ballot boxes. Um, another way of saying that is the numbers did not add up. And uh, you either have someone who's uh, should not have been in charge of that job, or you had someone who uh, did not know how to do that job, or it was absolutely intentional. So that's something that we'll most definitely be looking forward to as we move forward. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, we continue, uh, continue on this journey. And, you know, it seems to be like it is taking so much time, you know, um, and uh, there's a lot of reason for us to, um, you know, kind of want this to be over with. I mean, we've been putting up with this for so long when you think about it. Uh, but, you know, the, again, again, as I have said in the past, this is uh, this is uh, this is a lesson in patience and integrity and faith in my book. And I'm going to put it in my book that way. Slam shut. Because, uh, you know, uh, when when you boil down to it. Um, these are virtues we should have anyways, and I don't need to preach to you guys about virtues, trust me. Uh, not this guy here. But, uh, but you know, this is, uh, this is something that has uh, devolved. Uh, I like using that phrase now. Like, uh, the, we have devolved to this situation, um, to uh, what do you call it? Uh, we did devolve to this situation throughout the decades and centuries uh, in existence of this country. And, and, you know, there's a lot of talk about uh, where we have been uh, from the jump in this place, you know, like uh, and uh, we can go into all of those uh, those types of explorations of topics. But uh, those topics are probably better, better uh, to be left for, uh, you know, late night discussions and other things like that. Uh, but um, to the point, you know, um, it, it's always been a work in progress. And uh, I think I think uh, I think it should say something that it has taken the unseen enemy this long, you know, to get to this point. What, 250 years plus? Because, <laughs> you know, they've been working at it for quite some time, guys. And uh, they couldn't just come out right and do this. Obviously, if it's taken them this long, they've had genuine opposition to their, um, you know, uh, desire for world domination, if that's what you want to call it. Um, But uh, we, the people uh, who are awake and present and accounted for, have been working to fight this for as long as we can. And that would also include we, the people who are in the government sector, who are in the legislative body, who are the uh, the unseen and unspoken of heroes 
on the inside that we may never know what they have done to support and or help the American people in the fight to uh, retain our constitutional and human and God-given rights, as well as to restore our republic to the vision that it was, uh, it was um, you know, thought up to be from the very jump, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, this is going to take time. It is going to take our diligence and our integrity. It is going to take our faith, our prayers, and it is also going to take our action. Um, and, you know, uh, for my part here, doing as I do and speaking as I speak, you know, I kind of just feel like, I kind of feel like, you know, kind of my part here is to just kind of, um, I don't know, there's a big old pep rally here at the Sea Report, you know what I mean? Like, we're not going to lose our spirit. We're not going to lose our luster. We're not going to lose our faith. You know, we are going to keep on going. And I don't know, if I were to choose a way to speak to an audience, and if I were to choose that audience indeed, I would say that would be the purpose, uh, you know, and maybe maybe a little ignition as far as the activities are concerned in what we do, because... You know, we, we hear and see the headlines that we see and we hear and those that I share here at the Sea Report and, and those that are shared throughout the independent, you know, media. And the independent media, I would say, are, you know, aside from the big wigs like the Gateway Pundit, the Epoch Times, you know, uh, Just the News, the National File, uh, the Western Journal, and, and the likes, I would say the independent media are all of the content creators across all of the platforms that have absolutely no recognition on the national level other than where they produce their work. The Foxhole app, absolutely. You know, uh, anyone who's doing their streams and their live shows and their podcasts on Twitch or YouTube even, or even Facebook, if they can even get on there to do that, you know, absolutely. We are the independents, the truly independents, you know, like, um, you know, uh, outfits like mine here at the Sea Report and at the Mr. CTV channels. It's all it's all listener supported 100 percent, you know, and my life is absolutely 100 listener supported at this point in time, you know. And so that's that's kind of what I'm talking about. And uh, we, we can get lucky enough to get sponsors, you know. Um, who also support that same notion, ideal, idea um, of, uh, of America and what it uh, was supposed to be a return to that. And, and that just goes in uh, to the tie-in of not just the people, but then also into the business, but then also into the culture, you know, because it's not just, uh, it's not just people like myself who are patriotic out there, obviously, you know, we're also talking about artists and musicians and DJs and, and, and everyone else, writers, everyone else in that lot. And it's all about, you know, getting us to uh, not just be awake, but to stay strong through all of this, we have to remain strong. And, you know, guys, I know you guys know that out there. Um, it's all about perseverance. You know, it's all about getting through that. And uh, that is why we're here, you know, and and small potatoes outfits like the Sea Report, in my opinion, um, is just what that is about, you know, and uh, it is it is meant for those who are present, you know, and it is meant for those who who will come across it. 
it's not meant for everybody, you know, it's not meant for everybody. And, and some people have even said some stuff, you know, some, some of uh, the friends and supporters out there have even said things like, Oh, you know, if you had, if you were on like, uh, if you were on national TV, like, uh, some major, you know, major one, like, I don't know, like, uh, the news mask, although I would, I don't know, I, I would have to think about that. Uh, oh, A-N-N. Yeah, sure. I would definitely jump at that right side broadcasting. Heck, why not? Uh, that they would tune in. And I appreciate you guys for that. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if this this type of show is geared for that big of an audience. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's something special, but uh, I won't uh, I won't uh, limit limit my uh, limit my um, I don't know, my my ability to grow by saying that. But, uh, you know, uh, for what it is now, I think it is right on point. And, and that is definitely where I think I need to be at this moment. But uh, that's what we're here for, guys. We are here to keep the fires burning, to keep that luster strong, never to let it fade, and to most definitely, definitely, definitely uh, share with you guys uh, news and perspectives that will push us forward. Because we're here, guys, and as we get into today's first story... We're talking about the people rising against the vaccine mandates. All of that will flow into that, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, this could go so many, so many different ways in our spirit. OK, yes, it can go a whole bunch of different ways in reality, in real life. You know, uh, when we're talking about this crazy overreach that they went public with last week can go so many it can go it can go only it can go only so many ways people either will comply people will resist there's not going to be a middle ground here you know when it comes to these vaccine mandates uh you can't pass an executive order and demand a vaccine mandate across the board and then make up exceptions for it you can't just make exceptions for it because then half the country at least is going to go for those exceptions i didn't say one third of the country as one third of the country about voted for President Trump in 2020, I said half the country, because even those who did not vote for President Trump do not agree with what, uh, you know, um, um, Herr Biden just mandated on the people. But in our spirit, this could go thousands of different ways, ladies and gentlemen. This this can go thousands of different ways. I'm I'm very heartened to hear that there are some people who recognize the danger that these mandates have put into effect for us, but at the same time, take heart in the fact that they are revealing to us exactly who they are. And with that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, we can move forward knowing. Uh, that's what this entire process has been to me since January 20th. Since we landed where we are with this faux administration, with this fake leader, with this treasonous American, and I will qualify him as an American because I cannot call him treasonous unless I do, but the man is a communist sympathizer and supporter through and through. Uh, and that, that, my friends, is a treasonous American, you know, and that I'm talking about Joe Biden right there when I say that. Um, um, but, but, since, but, but since he was installed, literally, Literally, the point of view here at the Sea Report has been we're going to see the game that they play now. And the thing that's different from before is that there are more people awake and watching what he's doing now 
And because all of those people who voted for Trump and were awake and watching and they were vocal and they were active and they were speaking their truth, you had the people on the other side watching also. And they may have been watching so that they could prove us wrong, but guess what? They were watching. And in watching, they have seen for themselves exactly what we were talking about. And it's not an I told you so moment, ladies and gentlemen. It is not an I told you so moment at all because they're seeing this for themselves. And we are just sitting here cheering on the sidelines for each other to stay strong and to move on and to keep going. Okay. Uh, but, you know, like I said, you know, we, we share with you guys stories and headlines throughout. And I, I think, I hope you know, with some of the stories that we talk about today about the people rising up against these vaccine mandates, that um, that that will be encouraging. And that will show you all that we're not going to stop. We're not going to give up. We're not going to go out without a fight. But then there's all of these stories that we don't hear about. Do you know how many um, really potent and strong lawsuits are being filed right now at the local levels, you know, against the cities and the governors and the states about mask mandates, vaccine mandates and the likes, like with teeth type of lawsuits, you know, a lot of stuff we don't see, a lot of stuff that's not acknowledged by the uh, general press and even some of the independents, but it's out there and it's happening. So uh, with all the behind the scenes stuff, as well as all of the front of house stuff, I think we got a lot of good things going for us. And uh, we just need to keep that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, as we move forward, we should, um, we should take heart that uh, we are seeing all of these things. And that was the number one ticket for myself from January 20th. I've been saying it since the start of the C Report, guys, back in February. And that is, we can see all of the moves they're making now. And because they are shining in the spotlight, since they are the main, they're on the main stage and they are the main act right now, these uh, elitist, globalist, treasonous politicians and everyone underneath them, from the legislators to the, uh, the uh, nonprofits, to the judges, to the lawyers, we're seeing who they are, what they do, how they do it, and when they do it, so that moving forward, we can most definitely protect ourselves and we know the game that they play. We need to see every corner and every aspect of this swamp. Because guess what? The swamp probably goes underground. The swamp probably goes into all these other areas that we don't even see. You know, pro swamp probably even goes into the, you know, the sewage system. Definitely spills out into the swamp. But now we can see and we're seeing it, guys. And so uh, that's what uh, we're talking about. And, uh, you know, we will we will continue and we will press on getting back into the chats over here. Uh, Whiskey Blue. Good evening, sir. And welcome to the C chats. And thank you for gifting the can. Happy early birthday. He says, I appreciate you, sir. It is uh, <laughs> it is the birthday week. Um, another another revolution around the sun. Uh, not getting any younger, uh, but it's okay, guys. I, uh, I I don't feel bad about that. Uh, anyways, I probably didn't sound too uh, <laughs> confident in that statement there. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, Liz Garcia, I too used to cuss like a sailor. 
Uh, and then also Liz Garcia, thank you again for gifting the can. And that's much appreciated, sweetie. Disco ball chaser. That's not any type of information that we need to share with the crowd. Uh, that's my story to tell. They're just kidding. <laughs> I always used to say, ladies and gentlemen, I have a very valid reason for always being late. <laughs> I don't know if I would call it procrastination, uh, but yeah, just read that statement and you'll understand why. <laughs> uh, anyways, okay, so uh, let's see. Dem turned red. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, says, uh, th this show is the best pep rally ever. Oh, thank you. I've been watching every day and night. Oh, when I can, I just feel great after Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate that Dem turned red. It, it's good to hear that type of a thing. Um, but that's, you know, I don't know why I'm like that, guys. I just, you know, I, I maybe maybe I shouldn't even get into that. I just, I, I just, I have a lot of faith in humanity and I have a lot of love for our country and I have a lot of love for the people here, you know, and uh, I'm going to start to get emotional when, um, I need to stop. Okay. So anyways, I'm sorry, guys. It's been one of those days. It's been one of those days. Uh, I get, I get emotional over the weirdest things. Um, like, uh, like the story I'm going to be sharing with you guys tonight with, uh, with the people rising up some of those things, man, when I see, uh, when I see the people rising up, you know, and uh, I see the human spirit and, and the American spirit and pride come up, man, dude, I get, I got to get off camera if that happens, guys, because I get emotional. Like, I get emotional. It just, uh, whew, it rises something in the heart, you know? Uh, Jet Rover 17, good evening. Good, great comment, content, he says. Thank you, uh, my friend, and welcome into the C chats. Angel Wing says, uh, <clears throat> I'm sure this is what they meant by the end is not for everyone. Indeed, you know? Uh, and that's why I say, I say, you know, um, uh, don't, don't have, and we know this guys don't have expectations. Uh, but what I say is uh, everything that's happened to this point has defied our expectations. At least they've defied my expectations, you know? And so I just try not to have them, you know, and uh, we just keep moving forward. And uh, that's what that is about. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> um, uh, let me see what else we got here today. Um. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, two in the pink. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back to the pink uh, gifting the can. Thank you so much. Are you making any appearances at any of the upcoming events Two in the pink? <laughs> you had to ask that question, didn't you? Um, um, I mean, yeah, let, let me, uh, let me, let me get through the, let me get through the uh, chat real quick and I'll give you guys an announcement on that. Um, uh, let me see here. Uh, just V says Congress being kept out of those mandates is just another example of rules for thee, but not for me. Exactly. You know, just V. And, and that was, uh, you know, I don't know how many people actually clued into that. You know, I don't know how many people actually clued into that, that in those, in that executive order, there was no such mandate for the uh, legislature, uh, the, the federal judges or their staff. Um, can you imagine how upset people will be if they realize that? I mean, maybe we should talk about that a little bit more, right? And get that out there more because why do they not get those same mandates like hurled upon them? It's uh, dude. I mean, a uh, ma'am, 
dude. Sorry, but I'm just saying, like, dude, this is crazy. Like, it's so crazy and in the face. It's in the face, you know, like. <laughs> Oh, Tombstone, good evening. And lawyer says, Tombstone, are you a lawyer? <laughs> oh boy, if you are Tombstone, we could definitely, uh, definitely, uh, you know, uh, get your get your uh, viewpoints on such things. Uh, from far away, thank you so much for gifting the ship. I appreciate that so much. Stay awesome, says far away. Uh, Liz, uh, Liz Garcia, I hope I don't make you cry. <laughs> um, and... Um, Dem turned red says I've been seriously down lately. I lost my brother. I have COVID. Oh my goodness. Uh, Dem turned red. Um, uh, first and foremost, um, uh, my condolences to you for your loss and uh, family members are tough. I mean, we know that, but uh, I guess I'm just saying that for my own personal experience. Uh, Cause I'm still great. You guys are going to get me on something today. I'm still quite grateful to have who I have in my family, but I'm, you know, in the last year, I lost two very, very big figures in my family, my father and my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law was practically, uh, he was practically a father figure to me, you know? So, uh, uh, prayers to you, my friend, stay strong. Um, he says, uh, your shoe has lifted me up when I was unable to do it myself. Glad to hear that, sir. I'm just doing what I do. And if I can help you out in any way, um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm grateful to be able to provide that. So uh, stay strong, Dem Turned Red. You know, we're not done yet, but you know, we're not done yet. You know, we're not done yet. And we're here for a reason. Uh, diversity hires this Mr. C. You need to pull the Mike Myers Jewish lady. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm getting verklempt. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Thank you for the laugh, though. Diversity hire. I appreciate that. Oh, my goodness. Um, yes, they were kept out specifically. Um, yes, that needs to get out there for sure. Uh, indeed, so this entire their exemption. Right. Why do they get to get exempt again? Like I said, like you can't pass an executive order and pass out exemptions. Right. That would mean why have an executive order for that matter? Um, but uh, unless it's just for the brainless followers that are going to follow it anyways. Uh, but yet they get the exemption that definitely needs to get out there. That definitely needs to get out there. So uh, absolutely. And uh, oh, yes. So uh, in, to, in answer uh, to and Deborah Erdman, thank you. <laughs> just see you there uh prayers love and healing for all absolutely you know absolutely deborah erdman's like the second or third time i've seen you say that and 100 percent uh every time prayers love and healing for all you know and with those prayers will come strength guys uh so we will carry on um in in response to two in the pinks um a uh, question if i will be making any appearances at any of uh, the upcoming events um uh, I just got confirmation, um, was it on Sunday? I think on Sunday, uh, just got confirmation um, to be a member of the press uh, for the upcoming um, Forgotten Country Patriot Double Down in Las Vegas. So uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, um, and with, with um, many thanks, a lot of love and gratitude um, to those who um, are supporting my uh, journey over there. You guys know who you are um, out there in, um, in, uh, in the family, in the chats, in, in, in the interwebs. <laughs> um, I, I thank them very much. But yes, uh, yes, as it seems, ladies and gentlemen, this will be my first, uh, first major event uh, that I will be covering 
um, since, well, no, here at the Sea Report will be my first major event. Um, so I'm looking forward to it very much. So guys, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to not only being present there and also um, uh, getting to meet a lot of uh, great patriots out there. I'm also extremely, extremely uh, grateful to be able to uh, cover the event for um, you guys out there, not just for the C report and not just for Mr. CTV, uh, but also for the Foxhole family, as well as, you know, anyone who uh, checks it out on Twitch or Clout Hub. Um, so that's going to be a great time. I still need to get all of the details on what I'll be allowed to do. Uh, because if I go in as a member of the press, I'm going to be trying to get into every, you know, like nook and cranny and also. <laughs> I'm going to be trying to get in every broom closet that I can just to get the story. So <laughs> I'm going to be like, hey, I need to get onto this uh, onto this uh, high roller, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, <laughs> observation, Ferris wheel. I need to cover the story. You know, that, <laughs> that kind of thing. I'm going to be like, I'm going to probably find someone. I don't know who. I'm going to find someone. I'm going to be like, can I do an interview of you on the observation deck on the high roller? <laughs> And see if I can get away with that. I'd be like, it's the press is right to know, you know, <laughs> who is drinking what and how many shots did General Flynn take of what? No, just kidding. I wouldn't go that far. But anyways, uh, it's going to be an interesting and a very exciting time. And uh, I'm very grateful that uh, the uh, the um, I'm very grateful that the uh, the organizers will have me. I mean, I was supposed to be there in Dallas. You know, I was supposed to be there in Dallas. But again, um, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, life finds a way of, of you know, um, of things. And so uh, there was more there. I mean, guys, family is important. And uh, there, were, there were other things that I had to take care of. That's the only reason why I couldn't be there. Um, but uh, we'll see. Uh, Las Vegas. Uh, there's a reason why it's happening, I'm sure, in Las Vegas, guys. There's a reason why, for me, it's happening in Las Vegas. We'll leave it at that, and I think it's going to be a wonderful time. But we'll, well, we'll get we'll get more details to that with you guys. Um, uh, all I could say in the meantime is, hey, if there's a, an interview that you'd like me to do, if there's a question you'd like me to ask, if there's an angle you would like me to take, if there's something that you would like to see that you can think of before October 22nd, uh, when I get there in Las Vegas, let me know. Shoot me an email, thecreport at protonmail.com. Uh, jump into my DMs if you're over at pill.net. You know, um, there's a lot. To, I mean, it's, you know, once you get to, it's a real blessing to have messaging in pill.net because uh, that way I can connect directly with you guys over at the foxhole.app uh, because there's usually a conjoined pill.net account associated with your foxhole.app account. And, uh, and it's a great way. I've already been able to connect with a lot of the friends, you know, and uh, we have some stuff coming up uh, because of that. And it's exciting. So, you know, you, you have your options there. <laughs> Pill.net, uh, jump into my direct messages. Uh, the C report at protonmail.com is another great way to reach me. Um, and if not, I will try and fish it out of the chats if you guys are tossing some ideas at me as you guys do. And uh, it's always uh, it's always um, it's always appreciated when you guys, uh, you know, give me hot tips and try and reach out like that. So. Uh, 
Let's see. Diversity hire seems to have come across a great find. I'm glad you brought your snacks and you found what you did. Enjoy your Oreos. Blue rinse at Blue rinse. A good evening. And uh, thank you so much as well. Uh, two in the pink. Thank you again. And gifting those shades again. I appreciate that. We'll be there, bro, for sure. Oh, you're going to be there, too, in the pink. That's going to be a great time. I cannot wait to meet a lot of you avatars face to face. <laughs> I won't take your picture, I promise. But I, it's, I love it. I love that. Um, I love that, guys. So, all right, guys, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a fun time. Now, uh, let's see. Uh, before I jump into uh, today's stories. Okay, I think we're good. I think we're caught up. I think we're caught up. Uh, uh, buen chismoso. Bien chismoso. <laughs> oh, I will be. Trust me, Liz Garcia. I'll be all over that spilling the tea like you don't know. Um, okay, guys. So let's go ahead and uh, yeah, get into today's um, report. Uh, well, before we do, don't forget, guys, we're praying for California. Just V, if you get any updates or anyone in California, if you get any updates on what is going on in California, it's about 6 p.m. California time, about a quarter after. Uh, I don't know when the polls close. I think it's, what, 8 p.m. maybe? Uh, and we have the California recall election going off right now in living color. Um, and so if any of you guys get updates, let me know. Let me know. Uh, and we will uh, we'll see if we can't key into that immediately as, uh, as we are um, here live on the air. Uh, I was listening to a, a local news commentator earlier today here from San Antonio, Texas. You guys might know him as Joe Pags. He was doing an interview with uh, with uh, um, uh, 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 what is that person's name again? Um, I keep on wanting to say Brennan. Why is Brennan coming out of my mouth? Um, uh, the trans. <laughs> oh, Jenner's. Um, Brenner's Jenner's. Jenner's. Caitlyn Jenner. He was doing a uh, interview with Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna. You know, I have no opinion otherwise. Joe Pags does great work. And uh, um, uh, what do you call it? So, you know, he was uh, he was he was talking about an article where uh, um, the headline basically said that Larry Elder conceded because of the fact that he was already calling for uh, election fraud in California, which, you know, obviously that is a lie. And that that kind of a headline is meant to uh, take away the confidence in voters, amongst other things, uh, create a narrative of sorts. Um, but, you know, they, they had no knowledge about all of the evidence of fraud that has already happened a potential fraud that's already occurred. And we covered that last night here at the Sea Report. Um, and, uh, you know, I was like, I was very tempted to call into Pags's, uh, Pags's radio show and talk about it. Uh, but this was like at a quarter after six here, Texas time. And I was like still crunching today's report. So could not do it. But um, yeah, indeed, you know, so so a lot of a lot of uh, shenanigans going on over there. Uh, Jet Rover 17 says rigged. Indeed, indeed. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. This Garcia is hoping for no cheating in Cali, but uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't put that past them. I think uh, they already had a lot of fraud planned over there in California, a, and uh, that's exactly what uh, I would expect. That not that I'm dreaming it into uh, dreaming it into existence, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to be quite frank, that is the game that they've played thus far. 
And that is the game they're continue to try to play. And so it should be expected, but we'll see how it goes, ladies and gentlemen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, now jumping into today's uh, report. President Trump leads as always here at the Sea Report. And like I said, we will be featuring the um, uh, conversation, the interview between uh, President Trump and the Gateway Pundit tonight. It'll be at the end of the show so we can get uh, through to today's uh, stories. Uh, let's see here. What do we got for you guys from uh, President Trump? It looks like the first thing we got is an endorsement. And that is for one, Paulina, oh, Anna Paulina Luna. Okay, now I know I've seen this lady before. So let's see what President Trump has to say. Sorry, she's bouncing around the screen there. Let's see what President Trump has to say about Anna Paulina Luna. Uh, he says, Anna Paulina Luna is a great fighter who is running for Congress in Florida. Hey, Laura Loomer, now is your chance. Run again, girl. Like, you know, they did fraud on Laura Loomer. I'm a Laura Loomer fan, you know, big Laura Loomer fan. And she got she got totally swiped out of that contest. She should have won. She should have won. You know that they were using fraud over there. But now we have Anna Paulina Luna. You get Anna Paulina Luna in Congress in Florida, and you get Laura Loomer in Congress in Florida, and they already have the most attractive legislature. <laughs> Anyways, okay, uh, no offense to any other states out there. Uh, uh, President Trump goes on to say, she is an Air Force veteran who puts America first, unlike her rhino opponents. Anna is committed to strong borders, serving our veterans, and ensuring Florida's beautiful coastlines are protected. This is an important race because it is key to taking back the House. Anna is a warrior, she is a winner, and it's time for all America First Republicans to unite behind her strong campaign. Anna has my complete and total endorsement. I'm going to have to dig a little bit more on Anna there, only because um, I know I've heard other stories about her, like some of the things that she's done in Florida uh, in regards to uh, in regards to her fight for her state. So uh, I think that would be very interesting to uh, dig into. Uh, it's going to be a great it's going to be a great election season coming up in 2022. We have so many great uh, candidates, so many uh, great representatives running, you know, uh, for us to try and uh, figure out who they all are and uh, really, really get into uh, their stories. I think it'll be a great time. It'll be a, a great, uh, a great time for some new stories and, and some encouraging stories about patriots uh, who are standing up for America and running for our, uh, our, uh, as our representatives, you know, our elected representatives. So uh, indeed, indeed, uh, Blue Rinse and Blue Rinse, thank you for gifting the cookie. I am going to uh, refresh my uh, pill.net account because I seem to be getting circles over there. Hopefully you guys are not, uh, but I am. So uh, let's uh, continue on with the story. Oh my goodness. I guess those, uh, I guess those, um, um, I guess those uh, adjustments that they're making over at uh, Pilled and Foxhole have not quite gone through yet. Because uh, I am in circles at the moment. Wow. Uh, we're going to keep on going, though, uh, as always and forever. We have to press on. Uh, just keep on uh, keep on refreshing, guys. Hopefully the feed will go uh, through and we'll continue. Uh, perhaps I should see how many shows are live over at the Foxhole.app right now. And that might be what's affecting it, you know. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into President Trump's next statement for us tonight. Uh, let's see here. Uh, he had an in case you missed it moment. 
Tony Blinken's pathetic Afghanistan blame game. Thank you to the New York Post for explaining that Biden did not have a clue about the most inept and tragic withdrawal from a country in history. Biden should be ashamed of himself and his administration. Uh, I was actually reviewing some of the headlines for that tonight uh, before we got on. Unfortunately, uh, I was not able to dig into that story, but uh, suffice it to say, uh, the man's going on like he don't know nothing about nothing in Afghanistan, and that is absolutely unacceptable for someone in his position. I'm sure we'll have more on that at a future date and time. Uh, perhaps not tomorrow, as tomorrow is International Day here at the Sea Report, but we will jump into that as soon as we can. Here comes President Trump with uh, with some information, some word, a statement on the recall election in California. Uh, President Trump says, people don't realize the rigged voting in California. I call it the swarming ballots. I got 1.5 million more votes in 2020 than I did in 2016. The place is so rigged, however, that a guy who can't even bring water into the state, into their state, which I got federal approval to do, that is the hard part, will probably win. Ooh, man. Uh, billions of gallons of water coming to California from the north is being sent out to sea rather than being spread throughout the state. This is to protect the tiny Delta smelt, which is doing far worse now without the water. In any event, it all doesn't matter because the California election is totally rigged. Many people are already complaining that when they go to when they go to vote, they are told, I'm sorry, you already voted. Just like 2020, among many other things, they then leave angry. But fortunately, even the fake news media has been reporting it. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Man, President Trump should have made this statement like maybe a few days ago, don't you think? Um, but because uh, that that comment that comment he made on the uh, water and uh, how he was able to assist the uh, state of California in that regard, that could have had a great impact. But I don't know. I don't know if uh, if Californians are. Um, concerned about the water issue because like over here in Texas, you know, I've heard about it um, and I've heard it mentioned, you know, uh, particularly by uh, particularly in this recall election uh, when they're talking about, you know, the water issue in California. Um, but again, water topics are not uh, plentiful out there when we're talking about news and we're talking about uh, uh, what's being reported. So can you imagine the impact that that might have had? If you can imagine the impact that that might have uh, had on people waking up uh, to what is actually going on in their home state. I guess only Californians would know that better than others. Uh, but we've heard about droughts and we've heard about shortages in California for water and uh, people fighting for that. So what a statement indeed uh, to have there uh, from President Trump uh, and also calling out the rigged elections. You know, it's not hard to see. We had plenty of stories popping up prior to today's uh, recall election that talked about potential fraud. Indeed, it did. 
Uh, next statement from President Trump says, so now it's determined in a major Wall Street Journal article that Facebook is secretly protecting its so-called elite, making them exempt from rules, much like, uh, you know, judicial uh, federal judges and staffers and uh, legislators at the federal level are exempt from this executive order for vaccine mandates, it seems. His uh, statement goes on to say, Facebook and big, te uh, big tech are so corrupt, unlocked boxes, etc. This should help my lawsuit against big tech and those people who hate America. I think uh, they're talking about uh, perhaps the Hunter Biden story that the FEC gave a pass on uh, as far as them not covering it and uh, what that had to do. Uh, the... Um, the consequences of hiding that story and uh, everything else involved with that, what he got away with and how they're still getting away with it. I'm sure something there is involved. Uh, next statement from President Trump. If we didn't have rhinos, the Republican Party would totally dominate politics. The good news is there are far less than there were four years ago. It's a dying breed. And indeed, that's because it is hunting season for rhinos right now. But nevertheless, and unfortunately, they still exist. We will route them out as much as we can, President Trump. We will route them out indeed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the final statement from President Trump today will uh, coincide with uh, one of the stories we have reported, a case for treason, General Milley. Um, and uh, his statement reads this way. If the story of dumbass General Mark Milley, the same failed leader who engineered the worst withdrawal from a country, Afghanistan, in United States history, leaving behind many dead and wounded soldiers, many American citizens, and $85 billion worth of the newest and most, um, most sophisticated military equipment in the world, and our country's reputation is true, that he, uh, is true, then I assume he would be tried for treason in that he would have been dealing with his Chinese counterpart behind the president's back and telling China that he would be giving them notification of an attack. Now, I got to say, ladies and gentlemen, everything that I just said was a single complex sentence. And I have to say, no man has written more a great and single complex sentence like that since Benjamin Franklin. To close off that complex sentence, uh, President Trump says, can't do that. The good news is that the story is fake news. Uh, the good news is that the good news is that the story is fake news concocted by a weak and ineffective general together with two authors who I refuse to give an interview to because they write fiction, not fact. Actions should be taken immediately against Milley and better generals in our military, of which we have many, should get involved so that another Afghanistan disaster never happens again. Remember, I was the one who took out 100% of the ISIS caliphate. Milley said it couldn't be done. For the record, I never even thought of attacking China, and China knows that. The people that fabricated the story are sick and demented. And the people who are who print it are just as bad. In fact, I'm the only president in decades who didn't get the U.S. into war, a well-known fact that is seldom reported.
And indeed, gen- ladies and gentlemen, uh, President Trump is a peace president who did not start any new wars. Did he finish some? Maybe. Well, no. I mean, uh, he attempted to finish Afghanistan. He was, uh, he was uh, cheated out of office before that could happen. Uh, he did make some strikes, though, to be sure, when we're talking about Syria and we're talking about, uh, you know, Soleimani and other types like that. Um, but this is an interesting statement, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is an interesting statement. Um, now, if, 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 sorry, I did not mean to sound like Barack Obama, but if, uh, if what he's saying here is that uh, the story about General Victoria Mark Milley uh, possibly committing treason is fake news, well, then I don't have a, a middle story. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Um, but if he's saying that uh, the story here is that President Trump was possibly going to strike China, then yes, that would be fake news. Because after all, uh, you know, uh, President Trump and uh, President uh, Xi over there in China, uh, they were they were talking the entire time. And President Trump never had the notion of striking China. Um, Even though I'm not privy to those uh, national security ridden secret meetings, I'm pretty sure that that is the case. So, yes, indeed, I guess it could be said it is fake news that uh, President Trump was going to strike China. Is it fake news that General Mark Milley was speaking with people in China and making those assurances? I would vouch that that is probably true. And so the case for treason against General Victoria Mark Milley stands, at least for the duration of tonight's report. And uh, that, my friends, would be the last statement from President Trump. So we can go on with the show. Oh, man, it looks like uh, it looks like I might have been booted from the Foxhole.app, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, guys, I hope that that is not the case. Let me go ahead and see. Uh, It looks like I've been booted. Let me see what we can do to fix that real quick, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no, we're still live. We're still live. Okay. We are still live. Uh, Let me, uh, friends in the chat, are we still live over at the foxhole.app? Let me know. Give me a five by five because according to my screen, we're off. But we are still live over at Twitch and at Clout Hub. And uh, yeah, you know, I mean... The only people these interruptions hurt are the family over at the foxhole.app. Twitch and CloudHub, we're still good. Oh, I'm back. Okay, excellent. Great, great, great. Glad to hear it. Uh, I mean, I I would say it it, it doesn't hurt me per se. I mean, (laughs) all I got is what's in my brain. You know, that's not going anywhere. All right, guys. I'm glad that you guys are good. It's good to go. Okay, great. Great, 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 great. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Okay. Glad to hear it, guys. Glad to hear it. All right. Um, Okay. All right. It's only hurting the fam. It's not hurting me. All right. Okay. So, uh, all right. Let's continue on. All right. That was the last statement from President Trump. Now we're going to get again into uh, talking about these vaccine mandates and also the people rising against the vaccine mandates. Um, Now, uh, you guys know, like on what, Thursday, Friday of last week, when this broke, you know, I was like, this is another dropping of the pants. This is this is them showing us who they are. 
this is another reason for us to uh, really take hope and get behind the fact that uh, they they are in panic mode. They are overreaching. Uh, they're going way against. Uh, <laughs> they're going way against. Uh, um, you know what what it is that uh, they're trying to uh, mask themselves. Uh, as being to the face of America. These mandatory vaccines should not have hit the patriot community with uh, with a, a spirit of ire and rage because we've been expecting this. We've just been waiting for them to show their face to the rest of America, those who are asleep and those who voted for them. There's no reason that a patriot should have like gotten bent out of shape and just gone down a black hole of black pilledness over these vaccine mandates. This is the day we've been waiting for, ladies and gentlemen. This is the moment we have been waiting for as patriots. We've always known they were dictators. We've always known they had absolutely no respect for America, the Constitution, or anything involved in this country. We've always known they've wanted to make these money moves against us, right? So why get angry? Why get mad? If you're a patriot and you know it, you knew this day was coming, right? You knew this day was coming. Now for the rest of America, for those who voted for Joe Biden, for those who are still asleep or don't care, they's awaking up now, ladies and gentlemen. They're get, they're feeling that little prick in their behind. That little prick is waking them up, guys. It is going to wake them up. Exactly, ladies and gentlemen. And that is why I'm saying that's what I'm talking about. I mean, once this happened on Thursday and Friday, this is exactly what we were saying. And it's happening, ladies and gentlemen. Now, again, like uh, for these vaccine mandates, we don't need to get into the vaccine mandate. We don't need to get into the executive orders. We know what they are. Everyone knows what they are around the world. I wonder if the people around the world realize what is happening here. Like, are like, oh, snap. Like he's going to, he's going to require that on the American people. Is that really going to happen? You know, uh, and, uh, and to, uh, Smee's point there, we got to get justice. That's the next step. Okay. That is the next step. Um, but, uh, for right now, you know, we're talking about, we're talking about the other side waking up. Okay. We're awake. We knew this was coming. We've been waiting for this to come. This is like a uh, this is like a uh, a benchmark for us, almost, guys. This is this is like this is like their point of no return. They cannot go back into the closet. These Democrats and these progressives, these false legislators, these treasonous Americans, they cannot go back into hiding. They have fully unmasked themselves with this mandate. Okay, they've tried to do it with the Second Amendment. You know, you know the uh, the 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 senators and the uh, congressmen who try who try to push this legislature through, even at the state level. They show who they are, right? They show who they are. But when you got a supposed president doing something like this. And these people stand behind him. They are not fighting against him. They are truly showing who they are because these are the people that are supposed to be protecting their constituents at the state level. They're supposed to be protecting their constituents at the state level. And they are not. They are allowing it to. 
proceed, making excuses for it. So we, the people of the um, awakened patriarchy, knew this was coming. We knew it was coming. No, no need to get flustered. No need to lose hope. No need to fall into the bowels of despair because we knew this day was coming. Um, it's, 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 uh, we've been waiting for it. I'm sure we've been waiting for it. We didn't know in what form it was going to come when they unmask themselves, but they have fully unmasked themselves now. They have fully unmasked themselves now. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, on the road to justice, because justice must be served, justice must be upheld, it has to happen. On the road to that, ladies and gentlemen, the people are waking up. The people are rising up. The question is, the question that has been asked is, when is it going to happen in America? When are the people of America going to stand up? When are the people of America going to fight back? Well, the patriots have been doing it, but the patriots cannot rally in mass because there's going to be a false flag on the patriots. Well, we're going to take a look and give some stories and examples of the patriot no, of the of the people, not the patriots. The patriots are there, trust me. The patriots are in the crowds. The patriots are standing up. The Patriots are part of this as well, but it is the people in Toto who are starting to rise up. It's happening right now. We've been asking, when is it going to happen? When are we going to see it? You know, and I don't know if people have uh, um, a, a totally different idea from what I have of the people standing up and waking up and rising up. And, and I feel maybe they do. But guess what? When these people stand up and rise up, they are not all going to be patriots. They're not all going to be Trump supporters. They're not all going to be conservatives. They're not all going to be MAGA. They're not all going to be America first. And you know what? I'm fine with that because the people need to rise up and it's going to be more than just a single party that's going to take this country back. Now, after the fact, when the dust has settled, if those people who joined the Patriots and stood up and rose against this dictatorship, against this un-American mandate, if they become conservative, if they become Patriots, if they become America first, if they become Trump supporters, that's the cherry on top. Um, they've said America is a melting pot and a political melting pot is not excused from that statement. Um, so many di different, diverse, divergent even ways of thinking, ways of life, political beliefs exist here. Religious beliefs, you know, um, it's a blessing indeed. But this here is a moment where we can put down our political points of view. We can put aside our political parties and we can come together as a unified country against a single enemy, okay? Now, when we were having the, um, the rallies and the marches for awareness on human trafficking, the protests against child sex trafficking, my thought there was the kids will unite all sides, right? Mm. 
I can't go there again, guys. Okay, the kids will unite all sides. It is the children that will unite all parties against this juggernaut of of anti-American communist um, of reasoning and thinking. Not even reasoning, just thought process. You know, and and with this vaccine mandate, risking it all for us and our livelihoods. We're seeing that happen. And, and as an undercurrent, as you will see, because right now we have the people rising up against these violations of our sacred temples, against this threat, against our, against our livelihood and our ability to support ourselves and our family. The undercurrent I'm seeing here also is the threat against the children. And because you know if they make a move on this and they are successful with this mandate and we have OSHA and, and scared employers issuing this against the people, you know the next step it's going to be against the kids, okay? And we're already seeing enough irate American parents stand up because of the mask mandates and the vaccines that they want to force on their children, it's just the beginning, ladies and gentlemen. It is just the beginning. Here's a quick rundown, guys. I was I was digging as much as I could prior to get this show getting the show together about what kind of uprising we're seeing of the people. Okay. Okay. So here's here's kind of a quick rundown of, of just what I could find. Okay. We had more than a thousand Trump supporters. Uh, carrying F. Biden signs lined up outside of Long Beach City College where Biden was campaigning for Gavin Newsom, gruesome Newsom. Um, and that was just uh, that was just yesterday on the eve of today's recall election. Over a thousand Trump supporters, patriots also, uh, I'm sure. I mean, maybe some of them aren't Trump supporters, to be fair. You know, we had we had um, uh, th these are the fun ones. Uh, football game stadiums overflowing with chants of Trump won, save him. Oh, and, and unfurling their their banners. Trump won, save America. Right. Chanting USA, USA and F Biden. OK, that was in Boise State uh, I in, in, I in Iowa, uh, Idaho. I'm sorry, Iowa. <laughs> That was on the 10th. You know, we had hundreds of Trump supporters gathering outside the National Interagency Fire Center in Boise on 9-13 yesterday. Those two separate events that were happening over there. We had thousands of protesters against mandatory vaccines chanting F Joe Biden uh, on the Brooklyn Bridge. Now, that wasn't just in Brooklyn. That was in New York City proper. Thousands. Okay. I mean, I saw, I saw reports of hundreds maybe of uh, Trump supporters and people who were opposed to the vaccine mandates crossing the Brooklyn bridge. Okay. That was not the long and short of it. Literally thousands of people who opposed these vaccine mandates descended upon New York City, okay, at Foley Square, thousands of them, okay, in Manhattan, and they marched across Brooklyn Bridge, thousands of people, okay, that's, uh, that says, that says something there, hundreds of healthcare workers and protesters gathering um, at Strong Memorial Hospital, 
Okay. Um, um, Yankee and Met fans joining together to chant F Biden on 9-11 with chants going on throughout the stadium. Uh, students, again, at a football game, the Auburn-Alabama game on 9-11, filling up the stadium with chants of F. Biden, okay? Hundreds of protesters in Concord, Massachusetts. In fact, I think I have some video from the Concord, Massachusetts one. Uh, this one I thought was actually kind of funny. Maybe you'll catch what I catch here uh, in this. But let's, let's check out what was going on in Massachusetts real quick. Uh, here's a news report about that story. Here you go, real quick, guys. Big energetic crowd joined Republicans at the State House Tuesday morning to protest President Joe Biden's federal vaccine mandate on businesses with more than 100 employees. Almost every person in this state, in this country, is short of workers. And yet now we have a president that said he's for the people, for the workers, but he wants to have thousands, millions of workers fired for not taking a vaccine. But the outrage overwhelmed elected leaders with demands they do more to stop the mandate. Protect us! Protect us! We're trying to help you, but you need to help yourself. You need to get a hold of the federal delegation and you need to tell them that they have to stop this in Washington. Once it's stopped in Washington, it won't come into the state. We're helping. We're trying to do everything we can. So, you're yelling at the wrong people. Protesters eventually commandeered the stage and launched their own speaking program, making the same warning that this mandate will decimate the New Hampshire workforce. We are going to lose our hospitals in a matter of four weeks. Why are you still waiting? When is enough going to be enough? What is the line in the sand other than being forced to inject something into your body? In Concord, Adam Sexton, WMUR News 9. Okay, I don't know what's up with those teeth. Let me... <laughs> Let me get those teeth off the screen. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that was, that was, I guess, Concord, New Hampshire. I thought that was in Massachusetts. Anyways. Hi there. I'm the Why you? Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, okay. So I, I was I actually found that one to be quite interesting. And, you know, I'm not going to be showing footage of all of these, uh, all of these uh, protests that I'm citing. Uh, because I mean, they all amount to like, you know, 30 second clips and we, we're just not going to do that right now. Um, but I'm going to tell you about as many as I could find. Um, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about them and kind of what that means. Now with this Concord, Massachusetts one or New Hampshire, whatever. Um, I found that one to be very interesting because you had hundreds of people gathering to protest. You had a politician who was on their side and wanted to help but the people weren't buying it. Now, whether or not that's because that particular politician is, uh, you know, is, is uh, someone that they just, they don't believe that he's doing anything and they're trying to hold him accountable, or whether it's because they're genuinely frustrated and scared you see the politician, you see the, the, you see the crowd saying, help us, help us. And you see the politician say, you need to help yourself. 
And then he says, go to Washington. Okay. No, that's totally wrong and backwards. Okay. Your backyard is where it needs to start. People of Concord, New Hampshire and, 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 uh, Este Senor of, uh, freaking, uh, the, the New Hampshire, uh, legislator or whatever. Like, that's what we're talking about here. Like, there, there are Americans right now who are filing, actively filing lawsuits, who are reading through their state's constitution, finding every bit of information that they can to fight this at the local and state level. Okay. And, and, you know, I get it because it's an executive order, but, but then this, this politician was washing his hands of that also. You need to tell your federal representatives, we're trying. I mean, come on, seriously. Seriously, we're going to move forward into more of this. We're not just going to talk about protests and Americans rising up. We're going to talk about Americans rising up. Okay. And that's just a piece of it. And, uh, and indeed guys, like, uh, there's, there's like so much different information going on just in that one rally, you know, he's right. They do need to help themselves. I mean, it is not the job of our elected. Yes. There our elected officials can only do so much. But, but I mean, I know that that sounds like a cop-out also. I know that sounds like a cop-out also, but with all of the pressure that they have on them, I'm not making excuses for them. They should have the backbone to do anyways. That's why we put them there in the first place, right? But the American people, the, we have to, we have to, okay, do it ourselves as well. Um, we can't just depend on them. And then we need to get rid of them if they don't do their job. You know, 100% is what I'm saying. You know, uh, just he says the rep telling the people they need to go to D.C. Exactly. Like he is their representative. Um, either either he needs to get a backbone or he needs to have the people behind him enough to move forward, just like we saw in Arizona with the Senate. I mean, I know, you know, Wendy Rogers, uh, Sonny Borelli, you know, um, 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 uh, Karen Fan. I know that what they did, they had it in their heart to do it, to go through with that audit, to put up with everything, to fight through all the opposition. But they probably could not have done it if they did not have the presence of their constituency behind them, giving them the support. Okay. When we talk about the decisions that were made on January 6th and January 20 and where we are today and why it had to be this way, why could not the Trump administration or any of the Patriots or white hats behind him make the move that we wanted them to make? It's because two thirds of the country was still asleep. There was no one behind them to represent the move they needed to make. And if they had made that move, they would have had two thirds of the country opposing them and it would have been a civil war and it would have been bloody. Okay. That's why they didn't make that move. And so I understand both sides of the coin here with that, you know, that seemingly spineless politician telling his constituents to go to Washington and then the constituents standing there saying, help us. Both sides are right and both sides are wrong. In my opinion, they need to help themselves. They need to file the lawsuits. They need to stand behind their representatives. They need to be vocal and put it on paper and put it on the phone and even call their, their federal representatives. 
And then, of course, this local representative or state representative or whatever he is, he needs to make the moves. I mean, it's 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 a symbiotic relationship between our elected representatives and the people for a reason. You know, they will get steamrolled if they don't have the people standing behind him. And hundreds of people showing up on one day is not enough, unfortunately, you know, to do that. I mean, they need all of the documentation. They need all of the phone calls. They need every single piece of, of, of support that they can get from their constituency to take and move forward with their, with that, that, that opposing viewpoint to take it to Washington, to take it to, uh, to take it to, to DC. And we'll, you'll see as we move forward with uh, the people rising up in the story. Right now, we're just talking about the people's rallies. I got more for you guys though. Okay. Oh, whoops. We're not going there yet. <laughs> Let me jump back. Okay. What else did we see also aside? Now that was just Concord, Massachusetts guys or New Hampshire, apparently. Um, okay. Let me see what else we got here. Uh, in addition to that, um, we had uh, more than a thousand people went to California State Capitol in Sacramento to protest the vaccine mandates and show support for the recall of Democrat Governor Newsom because of these mandates. That was on the 9th of this month. Uh, there was also a protest um, of Californians uh, that were uh, against the forced vaccination of police officers. Um, over 100 people gathered in front of the Los Angeles Police Department headquarters on the 8th of this month to protest the government's uh, a policy for forcing its frontline officers to get the vaccination and also the healthcare workers as well. Um, we had more than a thousand people gathered to push back on the coronavirus related mandates uh, um, and uh, oh, I didn't get where that was. We had also at a concert in Lubbock, Texas. Uh, that br uh, the entire concert broke out into chants of F. Biden. That was on the 5th uh, in a bar in Tuscaloosa, Alabama um, on Friday night's game at Lane Stadium um, in, uh, let me see where this is at, uh, in, in Virginia. Uh, again, chants of F. Biden. Like this is like across the country right here, guys. This is just the stuff I could find where the people are coming out in mass. And we're talking about hundreds of people are starting to come out to protest this. So the street action is happening now, ladies and gentlemen, it has occurred. This, the, this whole vaccine thing is just the start of it. Okay. And I saved the best for last. Um, this one here, guys, this happened on September 7th. We got a video for it. This was an anti-vaccine protest march that happened in Las Vegas, of all places. Las Vegas is going to be lit, y'all. Um, over 10,000 people showed up for this protest in Las Vegas. Over 10,000 Americans showed up in Las Vegas for this protest. I was like, hot damn. Let's check it out. Look at that. We are not alone.
and we'll pause it there so yeah i like that um that uh i didn't realize that that rally was that big okay um because i had a i'd seen i mean actually with this whole las vegas one it was uh, all across like the social medias uh basically like you know people were playing their um were, were uh sharing their uh their back their um on their instagrams or you know there were like tiktok videos that were coming off across all these other people's so yeah you know so anyways, yes, this is just a start, ladies and gentlemen. It is just a start. I'm kind of like, ooh, maybe we can have like some kind of a, maybe we can have some kind of a, a, <clears throat> a meetup or protest uh, when we're in Vegas in October. That would be fun. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that was just one day in Vegas, right? 10,000 people. Uh, just there alone, of course, uh, New York City, California, we're seeing thousands turn up as well. Uh, to me, that's to me, that's a that's a that's more than just a start for me, um, because we haven't seen anything, guys. We haven't seen anything. We've seen the world stand up against all of this vaccine crap and mask crap. And America has done nothing. We've done nothing up to this point. So if it's a start, in my opinion, it's a good start. And uh, I'm looking I'm looking forward to this growing. I mean, it's going to grow. It, it can only grow if, if they don't do something to stop what it is that is happening right now. Um, and again, you know, like, it, it, this is not, I mean, yes, these are all patriots out there, but this is not just the patriots that we know or that we've come to expect. These are the people who've been asleep. These are the people who voted for Joe Biden. These are the people who don't give a damn about politics, but they're not going to accept what they're trying to do to us right now. It's a, it's like I said, it's a benchmark. What happened on Thursday is a benchmark. It is a point of no return. A lot of people will refer to that as a line in the sand, even though for a lot of us, that line was drawn several hundred yards ago, you know, before we even got to this point. You know, for me, it was. But for a lot of people, this is a turning point, America. <laughs> this is a turning point. Um, uh, uh, I don't know. I'm heartened by this. I'm glad to see it. I'm glad to know that uh, it is beginning. I always said it'll happen when it needs to happen. It's starting to happen now. 
Um, and that's what we're seeing across the board. But uh, and like I said, you know, um, we even have a friend in here from uh, Idaho, I guess. Uh, I've never seen Lotus1978. Welcome to the C-Chats. Welcome to the welcome into the chat. Uh, and also said, you know, uh, I, I live in Boise. We're not messing around, you know, and uh, I mean, a little bit more passion and choice of words in the chat. But exactly, you know, um, and and a lot of people turned out when, uh, you know, you know, illegitimate joke Biden showed up in in Boise to talk about what, you know, uh, the environment, forest fires. I'm sure Smokey the Bear was there. You know, Smokey's trying to get out of California. Right. And uh, and people were not having it. Not in New Jersey. There's reports of thousands of people congregating in New Jersey against these mandates. I didn't get that story in here either. You know, um, there's a lot of stuff going on now, right now. Uh, and uh, um, everything that I've talked about as far as people getting together have only been in the month of September. Okay. That was like 20 plus stories. There's more out there. I was not able to scrap together for tonight's report. But what we're going to do now is we're going to shift from the people proper right over to our sheriffs, because, again, this is another thing that is very important. Another very, very important aspect of our freedom and our Constitution is our constitutional and elected sheriff of the county. Now, guys, I'm sure there was um, a lot more stories on sheriffs than I could find to share with you guys tonight. But I'm going to share with you those that I found the time to uh, to uh, get into the stories. Um, and it's a, it's a handful, but it's a start, right? It's a start. Uh, we'll start with this one here. This is, um, and I'm, I'm pulling up his report, uh, Sheriff, uh, this was a Sheriff Chad Bianco. Uh, this is a sheriff from Riverside County, California. Now, Sheriff Bianco, for some reason, has seemed to gotten a lot of spotlight today in the headlines. Um, but there's a lot of stories, guys. There are a lot of stories of sheriffs who are saying, no, we will not enforce this vaccine. We shared a story with you from Oregon of Sheriff uh, or Washington, Washington, right? That's where uh, Governor Flusherdown, Katie Brown is. Uh he said that he would not be uh, enforcing those vaccines. That was a sheriff in Washington by the name of Sheriff Wolf. Okay. So that's one that precedes this story. Uh, here we have um, Sheriff Chad Bianco of uh, Riverside County um, saying that he will not enforce the Biden regime's COVID mandate on employees of the sheriff's department. We need to take, we need them to take a bit, a step a bit further, but let's see what he had to say here real quick in his uh, statement. Um, let's see. It says uh, later today, a local newspaper will publish a story about our last podcast concerning forced vaccinations. Uh, the reporter will use cherry pick statements from supposed health experts in an attempt to paint me and the sheriff's department in a negative light. This is nothing but sensationalism trying to gain readership and further divide us as Americans. Over the past couple of weeks, the idea of forced vaccination has caused much concern across the entire country. There's absolutely nothing in my podcast that was incorrect or irresponsible. It is factual and common sense based to repeat the context of the podcast. I will not enforce the vaccinate vaccine mandate on sheriff's department employees. Uh, the information I have about COVID and the vaccines is easily found and available for anyone wanting to find it. In November 2018, the residents of Riverside, California or Riverside County elected me as their sheriff. I stood before God and swore an oath 
both to the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of the State of California. It is my responsibility to protect the public from the criminal element, as well as being the last line of defense from tyrannical government overreach. The government has no ability and no authority to mandate your health choices. As your sheriff, I have an obligation to guard your liberty and freedom. I am certainly not anti-vaccine. I am not. Uh, I am. I am anti-vaccine for me. That decision should be made in consultation with your doctor after discussing the potential benefit and the potential negative side effects. It is our government and our politicians. Come, um, it is time our government and our politicians come to the realization that the only reason they exist is because we, the people, formed our government to secure the blessings of individual liberty and freedom. Amen to that, uh, Sheriff Bianco. Amen to that 100%. Um, and that is the type of thing that we want to see and that we shall see in some cases. Uh, you know, and like I said, we, we need to see something stronger, something more about that. I mean, I guess if I were to take that statement in context and in reflection, you know, he is standing up against enforcing the jab on his employees, right? On those who are part of his um, of his office, uh, we don't yet see. May we or may we not? But we don't yet see this happening to where they're dragging people out of their houses uh, to get a forced vaccination, uh, to where we are being quarantined and restricted in our movement. Okay, think of Australia now. If we were to see what is happening in Australia here, where you can't leave beyond a five mile radius of your uh, house or your your um, your lodgings, where you can't uh, go out without a mask, without being threatened by arrest, without being threatened by being fined, that's when we need our sheriffs to stand up. Will we get there, America? I don't know. I don't think we will. But funnier things have happened, right? So, uh, indeed, the sheriff, we will need them to act in that manner if Australia were to come to America. Right now, he is making a bold and truthful statement filled with integrity and definitely with uh, a sense of responsibility and dedication and, and oath to our country, our constitution, and to its people. Okay. That's the mentality we need to see in our sheriffs right now. Okay. And, uh, you know, there are what thousands of counties across America. And I'm sorry, I could not find a whole bunch of stories. I was a looking, looking very, very hard guys. Um, but here are a couple of more. Um, uh, we have an Arizona sheriff also. Um, let's see here. I actually, uh, I actually do have a video on this one as well. Uh, this is from Pinal County, Arizona. Sheriff Mark Lamb apparently went viral for his message against vaccine mandates, which are becoming a trend. Uh, Lamb said on Fox and Friends that mandates are the result of weak leadership, but uh, you don't got to hear me say it. Why don't we uh, take a quick listen to uh, Sheriff, uh, Sheriff Mark Lamb. I'm pretty sure it's going to play a, a commercial here. So give me just a sec. Oh, maybe it's not going to play a commercial. All right, let's do it, guys. Cool. 
tired of seeing weekly. So many views, more than 65,000 at our last check. Were you surprised? No, we kind of knew this would go viral. I mean, it's it's uh, it's a hot topic in this country. And look, I, I, frankly, I did it because I'm tired of seeing weak leadership across this country and weak leadership as it relates to protecting their employees' rights. Um, so we wanted to do something that let people know that here we don't tolerate that. Well, the Biden administration is pushing businesses to mandate this. Why are you against it? Well, I think it's people's personal choice. You know, I, I, health choices have always been, you know, last year it was like pulling teeth to get a list of anybody that had COVID so that when my deputies responded to their houses, we knew who they were. Now, these same people are more than willing to give up all of your public health uh, privacy uh, for the sake of security. And I'm not okay with that. I don't think it should change. Have you gotten a lot of support? Oh, I've gotten a ton of support. Um, you know, you get your pushback too. I, some new sport thing called me a rebel, but I don't know. I guess that's a good thing. <laughs> All right, Sheriff Lamb, there he goes. Cool. So uh, he's he's uh, he's a little cavalier, but you know, I mean, ain't nothing wrong with that. So many views, so many views, more Shush. than sixty-five thousand. Thank you, I appreciate that. All right, cool. So yeah, there you go. That was uh, Sheriff Lamb there, and uh, that's uh, part of his effort, him standing up as well. Um, we had more stories. We have, uh, let's see, uh, a sheriff out of uh, Baker City, Herald, Oregon. Uh, that is uh, one Sheriff, uh, sheriff uh, Travis Ash of Baker County. Uh, joined the ranks of Oregon County sheriffs who have written letters addressing Governor uh, Flushem Down Kate Brown. Oh, she's from Oregon, not from Washington. My bad. Oh, Inslee is in Washington. That's who it is. Inslee's the governor of Washington. Uh, Flusher Down Kate Brown is Oregon's governor. Um, so yeah, they're they're fighting against uh, Governor uh, Kate Brown, Flusher Down in Oregon, and her recent face uh, mandates and vaccine mandates. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Ash had uh, posted a letter on August 29th to the Baker County Sheriff's Office Facebook page um, and uh, was again calling for his colleagues to also take that stance. So there's an example coming out of uh, Oregon. Uh, Brazoria County Sheriff, let's see, that's uh, in Texas. Um, Brazoria County Sheriff has also taken um, um, a stance against it, saying that he will not require employees to get COVID vaccine in, despite the federal mandate. Uh, so that's another good one that we have coming out there. Uh, in a letter to the Sheriff's Office employees on Saturday, um, he said, as a protector and defender of your individual liberties, I want you to know that you will not be required by the Brazoria County Sheriff's Office to adhere to any vaccine mandates or any other mandates that would attempt to infringe on your individual liberties and freedoms. I want to be clear, this is not taking a stance towards support or opposition of the vaccines, rather a, for a firm assurance that your freedoms and rights will be defended on my watch. Um, a sheriff out of, uh, let's see here, uh, this looks like it's coming from, um, oh, we have, uh, we have the sheriffs of both Logan and Haskell counties. Uh, let me see, where, what are we looking at over here? Logan and Haskell counties in, uh, da -dum, da -dum, da -dum, da -dum. I think this might be Louisiana.
Oklahoma. <laughs> All right, out of Oklahoma. Uh, I can probably pop this one on the screen for you guys as well. Okay, and we're looking at, uh, we have two sheriffs in Oklahoma who are standing up against uh, these vaccine mandates. I'll expand that for you guys if you care to take a gander. Um, let's see here, Haskell County uh, Sheriff, as of September 13th, uh, says, uh, beginning last March 2020, we have seen a tremendous amount of controversy over COVID mask mandates, restrictions, and lockdowns. Lockdowns that include our places of worship and business, both large and small. We have watched the topic of COVID divide our families, our friends, and our coworkers. We have seen an unprecedented amount of division, hate, and contention among all Americans. Since the rollout of the COVID-19, uh, the COVID vaccines, this division has become more widespread and more intense between those who believe in the vaccines, uh, those who don't, and those who are undecided. Uh, as law enforcement officers, our first and foremost duty and what we all swear an oath to do is to support and defend the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of the state of Oklahoma. It is that defense and the defense of individual liberty that the Haskell County Sheriff's Office has not and will not mandate the COVID vaccine for any of our employees as long as I am the sheriff. Just like the flu shot, our employees' choice to get vaccinated or not is theirs and theirs alone, and I respect their decisions. I am not pro-vaccine nor anti-vaccine. I am pro-freedom for each person's ability and responsibility to decide for others. I am appalled at some of the absolute dictator-like tactics we are seeing from our federal government and several other state governments. It flies in the face of everything our country has always stood for and is furthering the damage and division done for the people of this great nation. It is our time. It is time for our politicians and other public servants to take a stand and remember their first responsibility is to protect the rights, uh, the people's rights, not to run their lives. Well said there. And of course, we have the Logan County Sheriff's Office. Um, and let's see here. Uh, it seems like he's stating uh, the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Beginning last March, all the way down through, it is time for our politicians and others, uh, public servants to take a stand. And remember, it's their first responsibility to protect the people's rights and not run their lives. Uh, that was uh, two sheriffs out of Oklahoma um, uh, from the counties of Logan. Actually, I want to get their names. Uh, Damon Devereaux uh, is one of the sheriffs that we have here, as well as uh, Sheriff Tim Turner out of Oklahoma. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, good to know and good to go. Um, we have more sheriffs standing up. Uh, we have a sheriff out of Arkansas, uh, Cleburne County Sheriff's Office uh, from Sheriff Chris Brown. I think we've talked about Chris Brown before. Uh, and uh, he is saying much the same thing, taking a stance about not, um, um, not uh, mandating that his uh, um, employees be vaccinated as well. Uh, Nevada County Sheriff, Deputy Sheriff, actually this is the uh, Nevada Ca County Deputy Sheriff's Association as a whole uh, released a statement in regards to this vaccine mandate coming down the pike at everybody. I'm going to pull that on the screen real quick. Hey, look at me. I'm on Facebook. Haha, <laughs> they didn't kick me off. Too bad, so sad. Uh, let's see here. In this mandate, uh, in this release, it says uh, Nevada County Deputy Sheriff's Association 
boom, bigger there. Although Nevada County has not issued any vaccine mandates for its employees, we recognize that the state-issued order requiring all healthcare and school staff be vaccinated has negatively impacted many within our community. We stand in solidarity with our brothers and sisters who continue to serve our community in both the public and private sectors and adamantly defend an individual's right to choose whether or not to be vaccinated. The Nevada County Deputy Sheriff's Association understands that everyone has their own opinion relating to the vaccine and must educate themselves when making their decision. However, it should be known that we disagree with the direction of some state and local leaders in California on this topic. Oh, so this is a uh, this must be prior to that mandate. Oh, oh, look at this. August 25th. Wow. Well, it seems that Nevada was on the ball to begin with it. Um, those in the public service to include medical profession professionals and educators have been on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic since its onset. Through their own research and experience, these professionals have come to understand the risks associated with COVID-19 and have educated themselves in order to make the best decisions for themselves and their families. We advocate for our members to continue to have the right to choose between the vaccination and another option, we further demand that employee employers to include the state of California respect an individual's right to make their own choices on issues relating to their own private and personal health care. Great statement there ahead of the game. Good to know that there are those who do that, right? Um, I would say in that regard, ladies and gentlemen, um, when we're, uh, we're thinking about that, uh, kind of a side of the wire, um, you know, they, they probably have not changed their stance at all. It's exactly what we need, um, and exactly what we need to see. Uh, and these are just, uh, for me, further examples of those who are standing up against these vaccine mandates. Um, and I don't think, uh, I don't think, um, I don't think that, uh, I, I think honestly, it'll only grow. Um, there's already so much pushback. Um, uh, the spell was broken. The fear spell, the fear spell was broken on COVID already. Um, they don't have that same reach and grasp of fear that they used to have on the people like they did, you know? And uh, I mean, just the language of that, you know, um, wh when they're trying to push fear, and they're trying to push this whole idea that it needs to be done for the betterment of everyone and for everyone to be safe and protected. And you have in these letters of opposition, uh, you know, um, phrasing and wording to the effect that we respect people's right of opinion. They can't use fear against us anymore, guys. It cannot. It does not work. It, it totally it totally it totally um, just falls apart. You know, it it crumbles uh, before the obvious truth, uh, that everyone knows, uh, within, you know, uh, kind of wrapping that up. We have an Iowa sheriff who says he will not mandate his employees. That's, uh, out of a uh, Sioux city, uh, no, uh, Northwest Iowa County, uh, so that they will not mandate the COVID-19 vaccine for employees. Woodbury County Sheriff. So we have Iowa County, Woodbury County Sheriff, has also agreed with that, making the announcement after President Joe Biden laid out a six-step strategy strategy to co uh, combat COVID-19, including these uh, vaccine mandates that he's requiring. Um, so uh, there's that coming out of Iowa. We also had another one to share with you guys. Um, this is out of uh, Faulkner County, Arkansas. 
Um, Faulkner County Sheriff Tim Riles also posted a letter on Facebook saying that it was up to each individual and their doctors to decide if they should receive the vaccine, flu shot, or any other necessary medical needs. Um, so yeah, so there's there's your sheriffs, a, a brief example. I'm pretty sure that there are many more. <laughs> uh, Just V says, Nevada County is in California. Thank you, Just V. <laughs> I appreciate you for that. Thank you so much. Could have been, could have been, uh, could have been, I guess it could have been Nevada, but no, yeah, you're right. You're right. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Uh, Speaking Easy says, any sheriffs in SoCal besides Riverside County? Not that I was able to find, but I was, it was very peripheral in my search because I was looking for, uh, not just the people demonstrating, I was looking for the sheriffs rising up and I was also looking for lawsuits. Um, so that's the next one that we're heading into here um, about lawsuits that are happening. Yep, here we go. Let's talk about some lawsuits with this COVID-19 that already in motion. And that's not that the, these are just on the vaccine mandates that came out with these EOs, not even in particular in regards to a separate and other individual uh, lawsuits that are being filed Ugh. because there are a lot of them that are happening with the children and the masks right now and the parents right to representation and stuff like that but uh one story that we had in regards to lawsuits uh we had a clinton appointed judge believe it or not a clinton appointed judge in new york blocking the maxine mandate for health a mandate for healthcare workers uh, so this was filed yesterday on Monday uh, by 17 healthcare workers, including doctors and nurse nurses, who claimed the vaccine mandate violated their constitutional right. Judge David Hurd of the United States District Court of the Northern District of New York um, granted a temporary restraining order in response to the lawsuit. He said the vaccine mandate is suspended. Um, barred from taking any action disciplinary or otherwise against the licensure, certification, residency, admitting privileges, or other professional statuses of qualification of any of the plaintiffs on account of their seeking or having obtained a religious exemption from mandatory COVID-19 vaccine, uh, COVID vaccination. The judge gave New York State until September 22nd to respond to the lawsuit in federal court in Utica. Uh, so, yeah, so that's another angle that we're going to be seeing here present and accounted for tonight is also the re religious exemption or the conscientious exemption um, um, toward these mandates. Um, hopping over to the state of Florida, uh, we see that the uh, Florida Attorney General filed an amicus brief over the COVID-19 vaccine mandates. Um, Attorney General Ashley Moody filed on behalf of those workers an amicus brief supporting them, most of whom are first responders and requested the court grant emergency relief. The brief in defense of the workers challenges the vaccine requirements for all municipal employees. She stated that the decision to fire any employee first responder will cause a shortage of police officers and other first responders, which... Interesting enough is um, a point of reason that a lot of these people don't seem to be taking. Uh, I'm sure that uh, blue states and defund the police states could care less. Uh, but when we're talking about hospitals, uh, 
and we're talking about this dangerous and uh, deadly pandemic, they want to fire nurses, doctors, surgeons even. Like, I apologize, guys. But um, it makes no sense. It makes no sense for them to be firing people during a pandemic who would otherwise be there to assist those who have been stricken with this deadly pandemic, right? Uh, we have another story of students in California uh, suing a Catholic university for denying them religious exemption, okay, um, over this COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Um, a group of students are suing the Crichton University, a Jesuit Catholic institution. Oh, I apologize, guys. This is not in California. This is in Nebraska, okay? In Nebraska for refusing to grant them religious exemption to uh, the COVID-19 vaccine mandate. The lawsuit was brought against Crichton by four female students who alleged that they received arbitrary and disparate treatment because of their religious exemptions to the COVID-19 vaccination. Specifically, the women argued that the vaccines were developed or tested using abortion-derived deri fetal cell lines, which is against their Christian belief. So this is another angle that some people are going at this with. And that's not to say that, that angle is false, because uh, we have already heard stories and reports that this is the case. Um, among the four students is a woman by the name of Lauren Ramakers, the president of campus group Crichton Students for Life. In a written affidavit obtained by um, the e Epoch Times, the senior student stated that as part of her Catholic faith, she believes that abortion is an intrinsic evil and that even remote cooperation with abortion would violate her conscience. The use of fetal tissue, fetal cells, or any product of abortion in the development or testing of a vaccine or any medical treatment is abhorrent to me, uh, Rymaker said. This is a sincerely held religious belief which impacts my moral and ethical views of the world. Just to give you guys a little bit more ammunition out there about different ways to approach these lawsuits. Washington state troopers and firefighters also sue their governor over vaccine mandates. This is Governor Inslee here. A group of nearly 90 Washington state troopers, firefighters, and other employees filed a lawsuit on September 10th against Jay Inslee, governor of Washington state. The plaintiffs claim that by issuing a vaccine mandate, Inslee exceeds the authority of his office and violates the rights of state workers guaranteed by the state's constitution. LAPD employees file federal lawsuits against the city over vaccine mandates. A group of six employees with the Los Angeles Police Department filed a lawsuit in federal court against the city on September 11th, claiming that the city's mandatory vaccine policy violates their rights. Okay, so again, ladies and gentlemen, we're seeing this across the board. It's not just the people. It's not just um, it's not just the sheriffs. It is employees of the state. We have uh, lawsuits going up. I mean, is this as wide and as expansive as you know um, the the rolling uh, waving grains of fields of grain? You know, as as the purple mountains, Majesty, from sea to shining sea. You know, I, I wish I had time to go through every state in this union and pull these stories. But what I'm trying to give you guys an example of is that 
uh, that moment of inactivity is no longer here. People are actively doing something about it. And, and who knows, maybe I can do a part two to this at some point and give you more stories within the week, but I don't know that that will happen, you know. But I mean, it's not over yet, you know. Uh, again, there are these timelines, there are these deadlines, there's still a response from OSHA that we're waiting on. And we don't know how they're gonna act. We don't know what OSHA's gonna do. I mean, if that story already broke, it didn't break on my computer. Uh, but that's something that we're seeing now to wrap up this uh, effort of exem uh, exemplary, um, um, you know, activity happening across the states, not not in one sector of the United States, not in one, you know, uh, climate, uh, you know, um, area. It's it's happening all over the states. Uh, we have uh, 19 governors vowing to fight back against this federal overreach. Um, those governors would include the governors of Arizona, Alabama, Alaska, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Iowa, Missouri, Mississippi, Montana, Nebraska, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, and Wyoming. And all of those governors have expressed their defiance against Biden's um, overreaching dictator dictatorial mandate for COVID-19 vaccine implementation across the board. Will they be successful with these mandates? I don't think they will be. Um, I really don't. You have um, the highest law of the land in a lot of cases saying that they won't do it. You have people coming up by the hundreds and thousands opposing it. You have an administration, foe as it is, that's already falling apart. I mean, no one takes the man seriously. No one even feels threatened by him. No one even feels threatened by him. Uh, yes, uh, Deborah Erdman, we mentioned, uh, didn't, didn't we mention the uh, Attorney General Bronovich doing it? Yeah, we talked about Bronovich. Yeah, he was the first story I brought up after the sheriff's story. Didn't I? Thought I did. I know Bronovich did. That story was in the headlines. Where did you go, Bronovich? You're right. I didn't. Look at here. Clinton appointed, Florida. Oh, <laughs> I think I missed it. Arizona AG sues Biden administration. Arizona filed a lawsuit against the Biden administration sweeping COVID-19 vaccine mandates that affect federal employees, most healthcare workers, and employees at numerous private businesses, likely the first lawsuit that was filed against the policies. I guess it, what he was the first one in. He was the first one in of all the uh, uh, attorney generals. What? Bronovich ain't sleeping no more? He got in there before uh, Florida and before Texas. Good job. Good job, A.G. Bronovich. You fight for that Senate seat, sir, that you're you're running for. Fight for it. Yeah. Thank you, Deborah. <laughs> thank you so much, Miss Deborah. Because uh, the story was here in my notes and apparently I skipped over it. My bad. Uh, but yes, Bronovich is also they have awoken the sleeping bear in Arizona. Um, <laughs> that's a good thing, though. That's a good thing. Good thing, good thing, good thing indeed. But yeah, um, that that's uh, that's just a small sampling. There's a there was a lot more. I didn't have time to compile. 
um, to, today to show you guys that um, we're not going to take it. I didn't need to tell you guys that, obviously, but um, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are at a point. Uh, there can be more. There can be a whole lot more out there, I'm sure. And to me, it is it is it is crazy to think that we as a body of Americans allowed them to go even this far. But again, things had to be this way uh, because that is um, things had to be this way because that is that is that is where we were, guys, as a nation. I say we're in past tense. Um, when you have these overreaching mandates coming out, it's it's just going to wake people up more. It's going to wake them up more. Okay, guys, and uh, we will see that coming up the turnpike, I'm sure. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's turn over to this next story. Watch yourself. Oh, yeah, I know you love that face. You love that face, don't you? Now, I was like, maybe I shouldn't use this graphic because uh, people won't take this story seriously. <laughs> but, but... Here we go, guys. A case for treason against uh, General Victoria Mark Milley. Now, as we heard and read in President Trump's statement uh, today in regards to Mark Milley, um, you know, uh, it's a, a it's a new book that's coming out. Again, it seems to be a book publishing season for the deep state, right? And uh, this book, I don't know if I still have it, the title of it here. I really didn't care to... Uh, advertise it. But uh, yes, guys, um, uh, in, in this new book that's coming out, uh, apparently about General Mark Milley, uh, we have the two writers, two, two people wrote this book. Uh, I think their names were Acosta and something else. Acosta, oh, Costa and Woodward. They're the writers of this book. I guess they're spilling the beans on stuff. I mean, it, it seems to me that this book was kind of about like the uh, trials and tribulations that General Victoria Mark Milley went under as, um, you know, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And I'm like, why would you even have a book coming out about you when you're not when you're still chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff? It seems to me like he's kind of jumping the gun there. Uh, the book is called Peril. OK, Um and uh, apparently in this book, they disclose some rather interesting information. Now, some of this you guys might remember um, back when we were talking about uh, January, late December, right? And we have Nancy Pelosi getting her panties in a twist and Mark Milley getting his panties in a twist over President Trump being able uh, to control, you know, the red button, as it were, his nuclear capabilities, his ability to launch a war or launch a warhead at any of the uh, any of the nations out there in the name of keeping himself in office, because obviously you're not going to vote out a president during a war, a la President W. Bush, right? Very, very tactical indeed, very strategic. But according to this book, um, apparently General Victoria Mark Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, was in contact with his Chinese counterpart, having phone conversations with him uh, to the effect of reassuring his Chinese counterpart that America would not strike against them 
And indeed, if they did, he would inform his Chinese counterpart and let China know, hey, heads up, we're about to drop some bombs on you. I heard something about this happening in Israel as well. Wasn't it, uh, wasn't, weren't they informing, weren't they informing someone um, against uh, Israel striking them? Was it with Syria? Who was doing that? Who was that story about? Were they, they were undermined. Oh, wait, I remember. It was John Kerry. John Kerry was telling ISIS members and other terrorist organizations, Hamas comes to mind, but don't quote me, but John Kerry was telling members of terrorist organizations in Iran, I think it was Iran, yeah, John Kerry and Iran, that's what it was. John Kerry was informing the Iranians of any time that the Israeli government was striking out around their facilities. God, these people really seem to get involved in international affairs in a way that they shouldn't. And uh, for anyone to believe that someone in the position as a Carnation Nails Kelly here had the authority to uh, have conversations with a uh, with an enemy government like China, one who's been using and abusing America for so long, that they have the authority to get in touch with them and to give them that kind of information. Wrong. The joint chairman, uh, chief of the staff, joint chairman of the staff. <clears throat> does not have joint chief of staffs. Thank you. Chairman of that does not have the authority to do such things. According to this book, uh, there was a pair of secret phone calls between uh, General Victoria Mark Milley and uh, his counterpart, General, Lu, uh, General Li Zusheng of the... Uh, People's uh, Army of uh, China, right? <laughs> People's Liberation Army of China. Um, uh, that the United States would not strike and would most definitely inform them. Now, on one call that took place on October 30th, 2020, which was uh, four days before the election, I might add. And also on another phone call that took place on January 8th, 8th, 2021, two days after the uh, Capitol false flag riots, Millie went ahead and uh, reached out and touched someone. Now, in the first phone call, um, Millie was prompted by uh, to review intelligence suggesting that the Chinese believed that the United States was preparing for an attack. This is fake news, as uh, President Trump pointed out, because after all, According to him, the Chinese knew that the United States would not attack China. Milley told General Lee, he said, General Lee, I want to assure you that these are not press on nails. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. He said, General Lee, I want to assure you that the American government is stable and everything is going to be okay. 
We are not going to attack or conduct any kinetic operations against you. That's pretty, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, this, this would be like Melania Trump tweeting out that violence is not okay ahead of President Trump's official tweet or declaration or announcement or statement. Actually, this is a thousand times worse than that. A thousand times worse than that. For how could General Milley guarantee the move of the president? Well, um, it appears that uh, General Milley may have overstepped his authority and taking extraordinary powers upon himself because he also told, uh, you know, the armed forces that uh, anything that happens needs to go through me. So all of a sudden, Victoria Milley, the drama queen herself, kind of feels that uh, he has the authority. He is the uh, he is the uh, the commander in chief of the armed forces, right? General Milley said, uh, "Well, no, no, that, that's what he he uh, that is what he had, he basically had said." Now, General Milley was not uh, the own that was not the only instance. Like I said, also on January eighth. Millie had uh, made some comments towards General Lee. I mean, he even said, General Lee, you and I have known each other for five years now. If we were going to attack, General Millie told General Lee, I'm going to call you ahead of time. It's not going to be a surprise. What the hell is this man still doing or whatever it is as our joint chief of staff? Chairman, like seriously, now, on January 8th, he said to Lee, and I promise, Lee, we are 100% steady. Everything's fine, but democracy can be as sloppy as my... Never mind. He said, democracy can be sloppy sometimes. So, uh, again, Millie also did not even say any of this, did not relay this information to President Trump. He did to uh, Nancy Pelosi, though. Uh, Nancy Pelosi totally agreed with General Milley in this regard. And again, like I said, you might remember that uh, it was on the news uh, when Nancy Pelosi was uh, actively making statements about, uh, about an unstable president and how she was afraid that he had control of the nuclear arms here in the United States of America. So it's quite uh, it's quite uh, easy to consider that perhaps um, Millie and Pelosi may have been conspiring with each other, and it's definitely believable that Pelosi had knowledge that Millie had had these secret phone calls with our adversaries, those who had disrespected and used this country for so long. Um, and we're, we're most definitely walking on the grounds of treason in this story. And I don't know any other way to look at it other than that. It's a very concerning story. It kind of makes, uh, it kind of takes away from the festivities of, uh, Victoria Millie's, uh, lipstick and press on nails, right? It kind of does. It, I mean, uh, disgusting disgusting and downright damnable this man assuring our enemy that we were in no way going to strike 
and going further to say to his staff and armed forces that if any moves are made by this president, they go through me first. That is the joint uh, chairman, the chief, the chairman of the joint chiefs of staff, one Victoria Mark Milley, general. May he be removed from his post. Now, keeping in mind that we do have this uh, false flag event taking place on September 18th, that's just in front of the Senate committee hearing that uh, Victoria Mark Milley, as well as Darth Vader Lloyd Austin, are to be addressed under oath about what happened in Afghanistan. So if they do pull off this false flag on September 18th, ladies and gentlemen, it might be a very convenient event because, again, Millie and Lloyd are supposed to be testifying about what happened in Afghanistan. And if what happened to Antony Blinken today is any evidence about what they're going to face, because he was being scrutinized, believe it or not, on a bipartisan level, Democrats and Republicans were coming after Blinken today in his hearing. Uh, they might be facing some kind of fire. I think it's scheduled for the 20th, if not the 28th, but it is after the 18th when we're supposed to have this false flag attack. So I guess we'll see what happens. In the meantime, this man needs to be removed and prosecuted under the allowances of treason against this country undermining the commander in chief. And uh, I mean, that, that, that to me, uh, for him to say, we will let you know China if we strike is uh, that's providing assistance to our enemy. Very, very, very high grounds for deep treason, not light treason, heavy treason. Okay. Aiding and abetting the enemy. And again, the hearing for uh, General Lloyd Austin and Mark Milley will happen later this month. Let me get you guys the correct date, okay? This way we're all on top of it. Um, let's see here. The first uh, hearing for the Senate Armed Forces will take place on September 28th with uh, General Victoria Mark Milley and uh, Secretary of Defense Darth Lloyd Austin um, to testify. So uh, yeah, a false flag attempt might be a convenient way to scrub over that in my opinion, but we'll see what happens because we're not done yet. We're not there yet. And the fat lady has yet to sing. All right, guys. Uh, so uh, we've uh, hit that point, ladies and gentlemen. We are in a little bit of overtime. <laughs> Seems to be happening more and more these days. Uh, Sean Joe, thank you for gifting the cookie. Our Cloaked and Seen, thank you for gifting the cookie as well. Um, as well as Blue Rinse at Blue Rinse. Uh, appreciate y'all's donations towards Sea Report. We are listener supported. So great. And thank you so much. Love, love, love from my heart to yours. Everyone else in the chat, we have what Aurelius Locus here, the Speak Uneasy is here. Of course, the fam who's been hanging out this whole time, Liz Garcia, Just V, and and uh, and the likes, Narco Hampone TV. Good evening and welcome back. Glad to have you in the chats with us. Angle, good evening as well. 
Mermaid, Miss K, good to have you. Doreen Merck, I know I've seen you over there on Twitch with uh, Disco Ball and Deplora Laura. I uh, hope you guys are enjoying the show. And uh, thank you for gifting that can, Mermaid, Miss K. Much appreciated. Uh, and Sean Joe, thank you for the cookie once again. I appreciate that as well, sir. Wisconsin and on. High treason, that's right. Exactly what that is. No better way to say it than that way in regards to uh, this uh, thing right here on the screen. Um, oh, <laughs> Sean Joe, Millie Law. <laughs> Let me read that real quick. Millie lobbed uh, lobby to get his boyfriend's dick out. <laughs> You're talking about the uh, secretary of the uh, of the Health and Human Services, aren't you? Lobby to get his boyfriend's dick out of Pennsylvania. <laughs> they make such a cute couple. I Rachel Levine. I know. <laughs> that's his girlfriend, right? That's his boyfriend. He's like, hey, maybe, maybe, maybe Rachel was just a gay man, right? But Mark was like, you need to become a woman or we can't be public. And then like, uh, you know, Rachel just did not pass, right? I mean, uh, Levine was like, you shall not pass as a woman because clearly you don't. And now he's just totally, maybe he disassociated. Oh my God, you guys are hilarious. <laughs> You guys are hilarious. Yeah, I love it. That's a great narrative. Someone needs to make like an animation or a, or, or a meme out of that. Like, I don't have meme abilities. If anyone out there has a meme ability, you got to do the Rachel Levine and Victoria Millie love story. Or you know what, Aurelius, let's make a shirt. <laughs> that is so funny. Okay, anyways. <laughs> Oh, Blue Rinse and Blue Rinse, thank you for that uh, cookie. <laughs> I appreciate you. That is, that is, that is so good. You know, I used to do comic strips. Maybe I, maybe I'll, I'll start doing that again. That is funny as heck. Oh my God, guys. All right, guys. All right. We're going to wrap it up tonight, just as I promised, with the um, interview with President Trump and the Gateway Pundit. Now, this interview has been out since Friday of last week. Well, the previews were coming Friday. It dropped on Saturday. So if you guys have seen it, uh, that's awesome. If you have not seen it, ladies and gentlemen, well, here we go. Cause uh, apparently there was a lot of good stuff coming out of this interview. I have not listened to it just yet, my friends. Uh, but uh, I'm going to stick around and hear it for you guys. So if you guys want to stick around in the chat, you're more than welcome to, if you have seen it and you want a Fox hap, Fox Hap, Fox Hop, uh, thank you for joining us. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, oh my God, Sean Joe, you just did not say that. <laughs> Sean Joe says, Millie and, uh, Millie and Dick, or I guess Levine, created the tuck rule. Oh my goodness, there ain't no good tuck, but a tuck that comes out of Alabama, and that tuck's name is Trinity. Thank you for that. Thank you for that, Sean Joe. I never thought we would talk about tucking here on the Sea Report, even though, my friend, I know all about it. And not from personal experience, I wouldn't do such a thing. I value the way that I was created. Thank you very much. Uh, but anyways, okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you, Sean Joe. I appreciate that. Murray MSK, thank you for the can. 
Um, but okay, guys, let's go ahead and get into this report because we're already at the top of the hour, basically. Um, and uh, we'll we'll uh, catch this interview, of course, to archive it and listen to the words of our president. And I thank you all for being present within the show again today. Um, I mean, I'll be in the chats most likely, uh, but I'll see you guys on the other side. And then uh, we'll wrap up the night uh, with a proper adieu. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here is President Trump and the Gateway Pundit. Enjoy at your discretion. When they came out with the, the Russia hoax, we uh, had called that early. We've called a lot of stories um, early before the uh, fake news mainstream media. We continue to do that. We had one just this week. But um, that's why we're here today. And that's why we've been successful, because we report the truth. We're committed to the truth. We correct our mistakes. And we're uh, generally um, correct with, with what we call and uh, and, and we know that the mainstream media is feeding people a bunch of garbage. So uh, uh, maybe, Joe, you could talk about that story this week that we yeah, had up six it. months yeah. ago or a year. That's right. That's right. And, and first of all, I'd like, like to just uh, – Jim's being real humble here. I've watched Jim for 20 years now almost in building the Gateway Pundit. It was just from his – basically from at times, I guess, his, our mom's uh, bedroom as Jim was helping nurse our mom in her latter years. And then from that, he and did, working full time and working full time during the day. And, and he did this day after day after day for, for years, not making uh, much money, if any at all, getting some real nice kisses along the way from people that really loved his work. And, and he started to get a lot of traffic. And now today, uh, last year at the end of the year, we found out that, you know, Gateway Pundit was bigger than MSNBC, right? On the, on, on the net. Well, we had a, a, a last year, thanks to our readers um, and our reporters, uh, our, our traffic uh, actually grew faster than, than MSNBC. And currently, the Gateway Pundit is listed as one of the top 200 websites in America. So all the websites that you see out there, Gateway Pundit is one of the top 200. We are in front of several uh, mainstream outlets, um, but I'm not sure. I don't think I we're think ahead we're, of okay. MSNBC today. But we're faster uh, growing for sure. Faster growing and for As sure. well as a number of big names. And, yeah. and in, in 2016, mm-hmm. people don't know this, Jim was basically running the Gateway Pundit basically by yourself. I would add some uh, post here or there as I was flying around Asia and, and Australia and trying to do what I could to help because I got a little bit of success in a couple of posts. And there was a couple other people writing, but it was prim- primarily Jim that that took on CNN, that took on all the uh, the left-wing media and, and beat them because they, we knew we had a better candidate. And Jim had just love for the country and the truth and President yeah. Trump. And we called it. In fact, uh, I should give some props to Joe because uh, uh, a month out of the final um, primary um, uh, test for President Trump, Joe said he came to me a month earlier and said, Jim, Donald Trump is going to win this day. It's in April, I think it was yeah, the 20th, 19th or something, 20 yeah. some, 23rd. And, uh, and he said, Trump's going to win this day, and he's going to have this many uh, delegates. And I'll be darned, but uh, three or four weeks later, uh, we had the lead story on the then-conservative uh, Drudge Report, and Joe called it. Yeah. He called it a month out, and he was only off by delegates by like Thank five. Really, <laughs> yeah. like it was crazy, but um, <laughs> uh, we knew that uh, Trump had the momentum. We knew that he was going to win. And we caught it in the election, too. So uh, we've been uh, uh, supporters of President Trump all along, Mm -hmm. the good and the bad, um, the smears, the hit pieces, the nasty attacks. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've been here from uh, day one. We had a 
reporter in the White House for a while. Um, when the, the president was, his uh, uh, administration was holding daily briefings. So uh, we had a reporter there uh, and we got to learn a lot during the Trump years, as President Trump did. I think, uh, and, and Joe, you may agree, um, one of the biggest gifts President Trump has given us is the fact that uh, he's exposed so much. And that's one of the reasons that the fake news media, the elites hate this man is because uh, he let us all see inside what was going on. And um, and, it, and it was really, really ugly. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's miraculous that the man's still standing. The abuse that we saw him go through, like you said, Jim, it's, it's just been amazing. Day after day, fake news pushing out these stories through Washington Post and New York Times uh, made up. And they all knew it was made up. This was the Mueller report. And, and it just it's just continued every day since then. One thing that I was going to point out is we knew back in 2016 that Hillary was going to win that election based on social media and just rally sizes at the, at the Hillary election. Was gonna win. She was going to lose. She was going to lose, absolutely. Right. This year we did a similar exercise. And this is one of the things that I've shared when we talk about the election. Election and why why Biden likely did not win this election is because we kept a rally tally of all the events that Biden and Trump had uh, between Labor Day and, and uh, the, the election day. And Trump had 1.1 million people at all his rallies compared to Joe Biden and had less than 2,000 people in those circles. So there's lots of evidence that we have that we that, that show that this this election was such a farce and right. and it's something we've been reporting on we're, we're one of the few sites that's doing that and we've gotten a tremendous amount of of attention because of that because americans want the truth absolutely and americans know the truth and there's even a pull out this week that even independent voters were up to about 45 percent are still saying that this is not the the, the actual president who's sitting in the office today yeah. so um uh it's 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 stunning what happened, uh, not just to President Trump, God bless him, uh, but to the to America today. And as our mm -hmm. friend uh, Steve Bannon says, you know, um, elections have consequences, and we are now seeing that stolen elections have catastrophic consequences. That's mm -hmm. Steve Bannon's line, and uh, you know we agree wow. with him a hundred percent. This is what we've seen now is like nothing we've ever seen before. Between all these mandates that just came out in the past couple of days, mm -hmm. between the the catastrophe in Afghanistan, the just heartbreaking catastrophe, the ongoing catastrophe in in Afghanistan, um, to to watching these people spin. You can't even say like drunken uh, sailors anymore. They're spinning like I, I, we, there's, we've never seen right. seen anything like this. So uh, it's it's just a tragedy what's happening to our wonderful country and to those young uh, Americans out there. You know this isn't this isn't normal. We we never have seen yeah. anything like this happening. We've never seen a president embarrass this country like Joe Biden has done. And uh, so uh, anyway, we're just, uh, it, it'll be great to talk to President Trump and get his thoughts on the most recent uh, right. catastrophes that have happened in this country. That's right, Jim. And yeah, we look back at the, our, the country that we grew up in, America, and we had so much pride for what was going on, so much pride for our soldiers, for our, for our people, for our politicians, and, and our workers. And, and it was, yeah, I look back at those times now and think what a beautiful country. It was pretty much peaceful for most of our, our lives to, to some extent. And we didn't have a World War II. And we didn't lose a lot of friends in the in the service in, in, due, due to war. 
And uh, it was a beautiful. It's just been a beautiful yeah. country, and we just seen such so much destruction, especially culminating in the last eight months since Biden uh, won this election. Yeah, it's and, been and a even the, the two or three years before then, the four years, the six yeah. years, uh, the the violence in the streets. We grew up. Uh, a lot of people today don't realize this. Young younger Americans, they don't realize that we grew up in in, in peace and prosperity for several decades. Yeah, we've never seen anything like's happening today in the streets. We've never seen anything like they did to Larry Elder this week these thugs who come up and beat an old man who is a, a staff member for larry elder in california and they try to egg this uh this black republican you know um it's just outrageous the violence we're seeing today from right. the left and uh it really is even yeah. their policies are violent they're violence against america and mm -hmm. it reminds me i put up this post this week from our friend at grand old partisan who uh, highlighted this and it was uh there was a uh, picnic in uh, 100, over 100 years ago now, in 1875, and it was in Mississippi, and there was a picnic there, and it was Republicans who were down there. This is something that's not taught to children today, um, but uh, there was Republicans holding a picnic with a couple thousand blacks and, mm -hmm. and, and, and Republicans and black Republicans, and the Democrats came in and they slaughtered over 100 people in the next uh, few days. So uh, this, these are the type of stories that uh, this is the Democrat Party that was uh, in the past. Um, and, and today we see that it's morphed into what it is today that we're currently uh, witnessing. So anyway, uh, a little bit of history there. And maybe you haven't heard, uh, you know, from the mainstream news as they're trying to attack Donald Trump or to uh, attack one of his family members as they allow. And I don't know if we'll get to this question today, but if they're as they allow uh, the Biden family, the crime family to get away with uh, literally uh, about anything they can. They can. Some of the most grotesque things you've ever seen, if you go to Connor's laptop, which we've, we've had the luxury, I don't know if it's a luxury, luxury but yeah. we've had the ability to see some of the stuff there. It's just shocking. And our media is silent on that. Yeah. That's the one thing that we loved about Trump was the fact that he came in and he called the media fake news and, yeah. and, and, and destroyed them. And they hated him for that. And uh, we loved that because right. he, we knew they, it was they true. They exposed themselves, and he shined a light on them. Yeah, and and they they were able to expose themselves. And I agree with you, Joe. That piece, uh, uh, Joe's done several uh, reports on Hunter Biden, mm. uh, this laptop that he lost, and the fact that for those listening out there today, um, there was a recent video that came out of Hunter. Some, uh, smoking crack with a prostitute naked in a hotel room telling her that the Russians had stole his laptop and that uh, that he was worried they were going to blackmail him. And that did not make one mainstream media uh, outlet, not one. No one. Could you imagine if this mm -hmm. would have been one of the Trump kids? It's just outrageous. Yeah. The stuff that they, you know, the fake news. Pravda would be embarrassed today. Uh, compared to this fake news media that we have. So thank God for Donald Trump. Amen. In so many ways. And and yet, in spite of all these attacks, in spite of all the, uh, the lies about him, and in spite of not sharing any of his successes, rarely, if mm. ever, this guy did so much for this country in the past four years. Yeah. And, and, and the economy never was stronger. Foreign policy, mm. he's got four pieces deals in the Middle East. Uh, there's it's shockingly with Israel. Uh, he everything that this guy did yeah. was such a success. And our media was crickets the whole yeah. time. 
it's just it really breaks your heart almost. And yeah. uh, the fact that here we had uh, these people that were supposed to be the nonpartisan debate committee and they decide, well, we're not going to do foreign policy this year because, you know, we, we don't have enough time or Trump wasn't going to do the second debate or something. So they just eliminated that. Instead, they just attacked Trump on the virus for two debates and uh, skipped his foreign policy, which was brilliant. And today now we have a terrorist state in Afghanistan armed to the teeth. We've never seen anything like this in world history. Has a country, um, has have they armed their, the enemy and then walked away? It's, it's unbelievable what's going on. And so, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's stunning uh, you know, the reporting that we, uh, that we, you know, that, yeah. that, that, that the media omits on, on President Trump. Such right. a shame. Yeah, Rudy Giuliani got on this past week and called it treason. And I don't know how you could not call it that. You're giving billions of dollars mm -hmm. of arms to, to your enemy, to right. the Taliban, and all the items that were given. It's just shocking what's happening in the United States today. All right. Go ahead. So, uh, uh, Mr. President, um, this is Jim Hi. from the Gateway Pundit. Hi. Hi, Jim. I know. I can recognize <laughs> that voice very easily. All right. It's such a thrill to have you here today. Um, of course, Thank you, Jim. Uh, we've, uh, we've been uh, fans of yours. We've uh, worked so hard to report the truth about uh, the man you are, your record, um, uh, what you've done for this country. And it is such an honor to have you here today. And with me uh, this afternoon is my twin brother, uh, Joe Hoft. Oh, and Joe, good. Joe is with uh, Gateway Pundit. He was. Uh, They're twins? I had absolutely no idea. They don't even look like twins. Anyway, sorry, guys. Uh, a top executive in Asia. He was based in Hong Kong. And the past uh, year and a half now, he's come back and he's he's written for Gateway Pundit. an outstanding job. So Joe is with me this afternoon. Great. Yeah, thank you. Good. That's great. Hi, Joe. Hi. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. We're so grateful that you're taking this time with us. Yeah, thank you Absolutely. so much. You know, yeah, it's been so great. Uh, we we just can't you know we just can't uh, uh, we're just so thrilled to have you here. Um, you know when we wrote Thank about you. this, uh, uh, President Trump, uh, we we said hey uh, to our to our readers and we have two point six million readers a day. We're one of the largest websites in the country, as you know. Wow! And um, yes, uh, we got a lot of people writing us. And uh, uh, so before I get started, you know, I I wanted to give a shout out to some of these people because every one of these people, Adam Benefsha from Iran. Chris, Christina, Bridget, Cassandra, Jordan, Julian, our two sisters. Uh, we have two sisters who we thought were communist, and now they're big Trump supporters. Right. So uh, you, know, <laughs> you, you have a way with, uh, with uh, people you know, to change their minds and bring them to, uh, to the light. Um, Terry, Alia, Robert, uh, Robert Morton, he's a 90-year-old uh, World War II veteran, wrote us, or actually uh, gave us a note. Mike Phillip, um, uh, the TikTok reader, readership, TikTok magination and, and uh, Telegram uh, magination. Uh, they all wanted us to tell you. Uh, they sent in questions and they wanted to, us to tell you that they love you. And they're just so grateful that you're out there. And, uh, uh, of course, uh, we, we, we desperately miss you today when we see what's going on in the world. Well, thank you very much. It's sad when you look at what happened with this last couple of weeks in particular and 
And even before, I mean, the border was a disaster, but now people aren't talking about the border. They're talking about what happened in Afghanistan, taking the military out first and creating a void where the Taliban just walked in. We had that into such perfect control. But when you look at the border, what happened with the border, millions of people have come in already. You know, they like to say uh, much lower numbers than that, but uh, millions and millions of people are pouring into our country. We have no idea who they are. They've totally lost control of the border. It's uh, very sad. I mean, yeah. inflation and uh, your gasoline prices, that we were at 187 and now they're at, I guess, over $5 or soon will be. And they're dealing with OPEC to try and get some more energy. And we were energy independent. We had so much, we didn't know what to do with it. It's, a, it's a very sad very sad situation, fellas. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, tomorrow is a somber day uh, with, with the 20-year right. anniversary of 9-11. And by the way, for people out there who don't know this, uh, you were down there on Ground Zero uh, a day or two after the uh, attacks back 20 years ago. And you were offering your workers from your business to go help uh, the people down there. And uh, I don't know if you get much credit for that, but um, would you ever have guessed that um, uh, back in 2001, that 20 years later, after all the work that, that you and others have done, that our, our, our uh, military has done, that it would be in the hands of the Taliban today, that they would be calling the shots and that Joe Biden would arm them with uh, some $80 billion worth of military arms? Not even uh, believable, not even possible, no possibility. And we had it in such good shape. You know, I spoke with the head of the Taliban on numerous occasions, but I spoke and I said, we will hit you so hard. And that's why even Biden admitted last week, you know, he said, we haven't lost one soldier in 18 months. You know that not one soldier was killed or even shot at because they knew the repercussions. And we could have taken our time. We could have gotten out because I wanted to get out more than anybody. But I wanted to get out with dignity, with victory, with pride. Not the way we got out. It looks like total surrender. It was a disgrace what happened. I think it's the most embarrassing moment in the history of our country. That's what I think. And, uh, you know, people, and they're good fighters, but people with knives beat the people with the F-35s. Okay, you figure that one out. Yeah. And without a shot being fired. And they took over not only, I mean, the 13, I spoke to numerous of the parents. They're devastated because it would have never happened under our watch. They wouldn't have ever been a, there would have never been a problem. We had them so locked in. It was like a perfect situation. We would have taken out every American, other people if they deserve. You know, that's a complicated issue, by the way. Right. But other people, if they deserve to come out. And then we would have taken every piece of equipment. And I said every screw, every bolt, every nail, in addition to the planes and the tanks. You know, as an example, if they, if they were in such a rush, why didn't they fly some pilots in and just take the planes out? They could have flown the planes right out and the helicopters that cost more money than any other. you got to see. We have They have the best helicopters made, and they're going to give them to China. They're going to give them to Russia. they already given some to Iran, as I understand it, the Apaches and the Blackhawks. And they're going to take them apart, and they're going to figure out, oh, gee, we can do that too. What, what has happened to our country in the last two weeks, you know, it's, uh, it's a horrible thing. I, I, maybe an interesting story. You know, I, I did a little bit, just finished it, a little bit of an address. And the people that wrote it made it very positive that 
when the World Trade Center came down, we went to war and we this and we that. And I said, you forgot one thing. In the last week, how can I possibly say this? We surrendered under the Biden administration. I said, well, the, the guy says, well, that's so negative. So I said, yeah, but that's the fact. How can I make a positive statement now about September 11th when we just gave $85 billion of, of equipment, lost 13 great warriors and many, many wounded. You know, nobody ever talks about that, fellas. Right. But many, many wounded. And how can I talk about this like in a positive way? It's not possible to do that. And so I added a whole thing about this horrible situation. This has been a horrible week. This right. was supposed to be a week of, of, I don't know if you want to call it victory, but it was supposed to be a dignity week. And it's instead a tremendous loss. And they'll go down there and they'll start talking and the media will uh, put it any way that they want it to be put. But this was a horrible week for the United States of America. Absolutely. And um, uh, we have we still have no idea of what the Taliban has in store tomorrow for their celebration. But, um, yeah. Mr. President, does it uh, surprise you then uh, the news <laughs> broke today that Joe Biden is not going to be speaking tomorrow at any of the venues from 9-11? Uh, is that a surprise? No, because he'll get booed. Just like the parents, you know, they said, uh, we won't speak to the president, to that president. We we love our president, which is, you know, it's been reported, so that's the way it is. And I spoke to some of the parents of the soldiers that were killed, and they are just devastated. And they know if I was president, they, the soldiers wouldn't have been killed. They were sent in there to create, you know, to make up for the vacuum when we moved our soldiers in. Who, think of this, who would move the soldiers out first? before we move the American people out. And we left those people behind, and I think they're in danger, and other people are in danger. But uh, I heard that they were going to have a big celebration tomorrow, September 11th, in Afghanistan, Yeah, just yeah. to add insult to injury. Yeah. But to give $85 billion worth of equipment, some of it brand new right out of the box. I mean, literally stuff that was brand new, highest-grade technology right out of the box. Right. And, and, and one other point on, uh, Ian, you touched on this already, but uh, the fact, uh, Mr. President, that we have Joe Biden, who uh, said, well, we got 90 percent of the people out and uh, we still yeah. have people on, uh, you know, sitting sitting at a couple airports uh, and the Taliban won't let them out. And we have no idea how many people are actually still over there. We have no idea how many of our friends. Thousands. Yeah, I, I think you're right. It's just I, I've never seen anything like this. This isn't the America I grew up uh, believing. This is who we were. It's just it's uh, Joe Biden. And we gave him a list. You know, the one thing you have to say, Jim, we gave him a list of all the Americans over there, where they are, how to get them, their numbers and their addresses. We gave him a list of all the Americans and also all the people that helped us. And now they're going door to door, knocking into us. They don't even have to look for them anymore. We gave them a list. Wow. And I don't know why. I guess they gave it because they thought the Taliban would help them get out. I, I don't know. Who who are these people that would do that? They handed them a list of all the people, both Americans and those also that helped them or that helped us, like yeah. the interpreters, et cetera, the translators. We gave them a list of everybody and the addresses where they are. 
it's just it's How just it's it? just as you would say stone cold crazy it's unbelievable well, and, and almost it is it's almost, not, not even believable yeah it's it's murder. and so september 11th i think this will be a september 11th really of great sorrow and it's very unfair to all the people that died in afghanistan and other places that this is after all of those years that I mean, they're far advanced from where they were 20 years ago. 20 years ago, they didn't have this kind of control. Now they are absolutely ruling that country. And uh, it's, it's a great embarrassment. Very sad. Mr. President, this is Joe. I, I spoke to some individuals this morning from Italy and a show there. And one question they asked me to ask you is, are you ready to leave the free world again? They are, they are so concerned in Italy and other countries around the world about this demise of the U.S. since Biden came in and, and are begging for a world leader like you were over these past four years. Do you have any uh, uh, comments for them? So, so, Joe, I think you're going to be very happy, you know, because of the campaign finance laws and rules and regulations, which, by the way, are ridiculous. You're not allowed to say otherwise you have to hold new level of craziness happens. And, uh, but I think you're going to be very happy. I think he will be very happy. And I appreciate the question. And, you know, look, they've destroyed what they've done. We had the greatest economy in history. We had so many, we had everything. We were energy independent. We passed more tax cuts than any president's ever passed. Regulation cuts, never close. Rebuilt our military, gave a chunk of it to the uh, Taliban. Can you imagine? All of that stuff that I was rebuilding, we gave some of it, a lot of it. You know, $83 billion is a lot of money. I don't know how they could have. I guess I'm hearing now it's $85 billion. I mean, that, you're talking That's about crazy. numbers. It's one of the That's best right. equipped militaries in the world now. We equipped it. That's right. And I, I, come from the, I come from the corporate world, and we throw around billions of dollars with this government like it's chunk change. And there's not many yeah. corporations in the world, as you know, that make a billion a year even. These are such huge yeah. dollars. And what they're doing to our economy now with the spending is just outrageous. That's uh, never – there's never been a period like this in the history of our country. And then they give out money and, and they uh, – I mean, inflation, what's going to happen with inflation? So I was around during the Jimmy Carter years where they had inflation where the prime rate went to 22% or something like that. And – it was not a good period of time, I will tell you. It was not good. And when you look at what they're doing, look at energy. If you just go with energy, we're $1.87 to over $5 a gallon, right? Food prices have doubled, tripled, and quadrupled. The whole thing is crazy. Yeah, it is. Go ahead, Jim. Well, just one, one final question for me, Mr. President. Uh, we wanted to congratulate you. We believe you were absolutely true about this election. We've been following it. Like Jim mentioned, I'm an auditor by trade. It didn't take an auditor to see that this thing was stolen on many counts. This absolutely. Past, this past week in Arizona, a group led by Liz Harris uh, did some canvassing on their own, a group of citizens in Arizona, and they found, per their estimates, 300,000 ballots that were either counted that shouldn't have been or that weren't counted that should have been. And and yet they're saying Joe Biden won the state by 10,000 votes. Our media yeah. won't share that. And we did, but yeah. the media won't. What, right. what are your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, I appreciate that question. Our media is corrupt as can be. and But the people know what's going on because another poll came out. 70-some-odd percent think the election was, was uh, to put it very nicely, tampered with. So... We got 63 million votes. 
then we got 75 million votes. I was told that we got 64 million, we couldn't lose. We got 75 million. Yeah. The most ever given to a sitting president never happened. Obama went way down, we went way yeah. up. We had it won at 10.30 in the evening on election day. Everyone, Pennsylvania, we were up by hundreds of thousands of votes. Arizona, all these places. And then those uh, polling counters closed. And when they opened, gee, we were tied. And numbers that were not, it was not even possible to think about losing. By on election night, this was the greatest rigged election. This is the, the most, that they do well. If they fight wars like they do rigged elections, that they do well. And you know what? It's never been a stronger issue. I appreciate you mentioning it because it's never been a stronger issue. The only problem is the press doesn't like talking about it, including Fox. The press doesn't like talking about it. And someday somebody's going to tell me why. Because our election was rigged. This was a rigged election. Yeah. They used COVID and they used the mail-in ballots to rig the election. We won the election by a lot. And they rigged it. And it's a terrible thing. And uh, they, I, I do believe they're going to decertify this election. I don't think you yeah. can have an election that was rigged to the extent this thing was, I mean, you look at the individual states, you mentioned Arizona, right. look at what happened, look at what's happening now in Michigan, look at what's happening in Pennsylvania, look at what's happening in Georgia, Wisconsin. Right. Uh, no, this, this was, this is a terrible, terrible thing that happened yeah. to our country. Yeah. And because the press is so dishonest, that's where cancel culture comes from. You know where it started? They don't want to talk about the election because they know it was rigged. They know, and they just don't want to get, you know, they don't want to have to, because they can't justify the facts. And you're right. Liz Harris is a patriot. And they went around, I didn't know Liz Harris, they went around all over Arizona, and they found hundreds of thousands of votes and in a canvas, which is actually the most accurate thing you can do. Hundreds of thousands of votes, and I lost at a very close number. But we were way up ahead. Remember that? Remember right. when Fox announced Arizona? Yeah. So it sounds like Fox must have known something because we were way ahead, and all of a sudden they announced wow. we were going to lose it. So somebody's going to have to ask Fox whether or not they knew something. Mr. President, what happens if the uh, if these various states become decertified? Any any thoughts? Well, it's going to be interesting. I mean, you know, when you rob. Uh, the store of its diamonds, I always say Tiffany, and you rob Tiffany of its diamonds and you get caught, you're supposed to return them. And I got around, among other things, right? But you have to return. Well, a lot of people are talking about that now because uh, you take a look at the, the polls and they, people know what's going on. And, and in Arizona, the reason there's such uh, spirit in Arizona, and now you look at the other states, it's the people, it's not me. The people are rising up and they're saying, wait a minute, you can, and they're taking rhinos. They're saying, you can't let people get away with this. And people that were rhinos are now leading the charge because they're not going to win in the next election. There's no way people that aren't in support of a forensic audit like Arizona and even quicker because, you know, it can't go quicker, but a strong forensic order. There's no way they can win in office. There's no way they get the primary, and there's no way they're going to win. This has become a very big movement. And then you're going to have to say, well, okay, we caught them cheating. Uh, you're going to let somebody that cheated stay for three more years? I can't imagine it. I can't imagine it. No. You're right. 
You're right. Uh, Mr. President, uh, in just the last two days, talk about, you know, you were mentioning this last week, the last two weeks, the last month, uh, how much the world has changed. But the last two days, now we have uh, Joe Biden announcing these uh, new vaccine rules. And uh, yeah. so he's forcing a lot of companies um, with, uh, of course, they haven't explained the science behind this, why it's companies with 100 employees and more but not 100 employees and yeah. less you know they don't they don't explain that um but they're they're forcing them to get the vaccine and yet mr president um if you're an illegal alien and you walk across the border today you, you they're not uh, forcing those people to get the vaccine does that make any sense to you or wear masks or anything else or the taliban that's being brought in and don't forget the taliban that's being brought in they rush the planes these are aggressive people. They rush the planes. The people that are coming in are not the people that are supposed to be coming in. These are very strong, aggressive people in many cases. And by the way, the least of it, uh, they're not wearing masks. Or they're not uh, doing vaccines, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I must tell you, I'm very proud of what we did with the vaccine because we came up with great vaccines uh, and therapeutics. You know, you look at Regeneron and the different things. But it was supposed to take five years, and it took less then nine months, and guys like Fauci said five years, but you won't even have it. And so, you know, we're very proud of it. At the same time, people have to have their freedoms if they're not going to take it, if they don't want to take it. And in some cases, they have reasons why they can't take it. So, you know, you have to have their freedoms. They're trying to force it uh, onto people. I would say this. I believe the vaccines have saved, will save tens of millions of people worldwide. You know, the Spanish flu in 1917 that killed, they say, up to 100 million people. I think this would have been similar to that. Bottom line, though, is that because I've taken the vaccine. I don't know if you guys started. Did you take the vaccine, the two yeah, of you? Have, Did yeah. you take it? No, and I haven't. You have. Okay. Okay. I so, I mean, I have. Yeah. And, and uh, I guess I also, you know, by having had it, I have my own vaccine, but I took it anyway. So uh, I'm I'm a big fan of it. But at the same time, you can't take away freedom from people, and that's what they're doing. It's not right. It's not right. So I'm a fan of the vaccine, but, you know, the bottom line is that you have to lead your life the way you have to lead your life. And a lot of people disagree, and those people have to be able to do what they want to do. What they're doing now countrywide is not good. And, you know, it's interesting. They hurt the vaccine because they said Trump came up with it, and if Trump comes up with it, I'm not going to do it. Uh, and then they did the other thing. They paused Johnson and Johnson. And when they did that, they really heard it. Because if you remember when I was president, everybody wanted the vaccine. And then Biden came in and they just don't trust him. They don't trust him. That's what the problem is, in my That's opinion. True, right. That's true. You know, uh, Mr. President, uh, speaking of uh, the vaccine and Dr. Fauci, we were wondering, and we, th we thought we'd ask you, uh, uh, did, did Dr. Fauci ever tell you that he was funding that Wuhan lab? Is that anything that came up in discussions? No, but, you know, we were the ones that ended the funding, but for a different reason. I said, why the hell are we sending money to China? I heard somewhere that there was money being sent to China. I said, China's doing very well, thank you. We don't have to be funding anything. And it was interesting because we didn't know it was there. We just, you know, we send money to China for research. I said, what are we doing? Why are we doing that? And I ended it. You know, it started with Obama. I ended it. But I ended it for a different reason. I said, why are we doing that? Why are we sending money to China? Nobody can give me that answer. Right. 
Um, and, uh, you know, you mentioned about those uh, heroes who were uh, killed over at the Kabul airport. And uh, this week, uh, one of the Gold Star mothers, Shana Chappelle, she's the, uh, yeah. the mother of uh, Lance Corporal Nakui. Uh, she invited you to uh, the family funeral. I was wondering uh, if you can break any news on that today. Well, we're looking at that very strongly. Let, let me ask you, when is that funeral? When uh, is it? I, I, I believe they announced it this week. I don't have the exact date, but we will send it to your uh, staff uh, as soon yeah, as Yeah, uh, would you do that? You know, it's it's a very hard thing because time-wise and everything else. Uh, you know, I spoke to Shana. She's incredible. Wow. Incredible woman. Uh, devastated. And she knows if I was president, her son would be alive today. This handsome, beautiful kid would be alive today. But we are looking at it. We are. Absolutely. Thank you. And, you know, that was one thing that you uh, were excellent at. Um, Americans knew that they could count on you when you were in office. Uh, there was uh, dozens of people that you brought home who were stranded or imprisoned overseas. And right. you brought all these people home from North uh, uh North even even Korea. from North Korea. Right. Even and, from North Korea. Otto, unfortunately, came home in very bad shape, as right. you know. Otto was just right. a terror. Otto came home. He was alive, but barely. And that's a devastating. That was devastating. But we, we had three others that came home. And, and I think we had 58 altogether that I got with no money being paid. No money. Because once you pay money, then, then yeah. you, you got a real problem. Because then all of a sudden you'll have you'll have a problem tenfold. But no, we were very proud of our record on hostages. We got, we got just about everybody back, uh, pastors and uh, a lot of people of religion, but we got, we, we did a good job. Robert O'Brien worked on that with me a lot and did a good job. We did a really good job. Yeah. That, that was uh, truly uh, excellent work that you did and didn't get much credit from the fake news, of course, but uh, no, it, it was really it, a, a get wonderful no credit thing. for anything. And it, it, well, it reminds no us, yeah, as, as we see what's going on in Afghanistan today. And uh, by the way, uh, Mr. President, uh, a, a few weeks ago, I believe you were the first one who said uh, this looks really bad and it's not going to be. You said you said this. It's not going to be over within a couple of days. Uh, this is going to go on longer. And you said you you expected hostages. And it, it appears that what that's what we're seeing under the Biden administration. They want money and, and they want money. And, you know. Can you imagine we give $85 billion worth of equipment and they want money? They want money for hostages. I knew that. I saw that. And that's what they are. Look, it's, I had a very strong understanding with them. Don't ever kill our American soldiers. And Biden took a lot of heat because he actually made that statement that under the agreement, and the agreement was conditions-based. The agreement was incredible. And when they wouldn't meet the conditions, we'd bomb them and they would immediately meet the conditions. We could have taken our time in getting out Nobody would have been killed. There wouldn't be. You wouldn't have had the riots and the the bombs going off and all the horrible things that happened. This was the greatest, uh, the most embarrassing moment in the history of our country, in my opinion. It was a military embarrassment. It looks like we surrendered. It looks like we ran out and we left Americans behind and others. Right. Absolutely. Just horrible. Uh, Ru Rudy Giuliani, who we're a great fan of and think he's an American patriot, he said right. he shared recently, right. we, we love him and as, as well as, as we love you, Mr. President. But Rudy recently said about Biden, he said, um, this guy should be should be indicted for treason or charged with treason for his actions in uh, 
in Afghanistan. What do you think about that? Well, is it treason or is it incompetence? I mean, you just don't know. I guess you can't do it for incompetence. But certainly, certainly uh, there's never been an embarrassment like this. There's never been a situation. A child would know that the last one out is the military, like the captain of a ship, but even more so, much more importantly than the captain of a ship, frankly. The last one out is the military, and they're protecting everybody as they leave, and there's no problem. And we have our planes, and if they start moving toward any area, you knock the hell out of them, they immediately go back to where they came from. That's what we were doing. And we had no problem. And in all fairness, they honored my demand that you can't shoot any American soldiers or any Americans. We didn't lose one in 18 months. Think of that. And then I got out, and, oh, they they rigged the election. I get out, and they take over. You saw the red, where the red gets redder, 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 you know, the maps. Yeah. And... uh, and then the one section, as you know, there was a holdout section. They used our equipment to wipe them out, including our night goggles. Yeah. They right. never fought yeah. at night because they couldn't see. And yeah. now all of a sudden they fight at night. They used yeah. our night goggles. Stunning. And it wasn't even a fair fight. Right. So. Stunning. Terrible. And um, uh, they, they also are parading around in uh, U.S. uniforms and they're uh, – yeah using uh, sports drinks that we left behind. We even left them sports drinks. So, uh, yeah. Well, I'm hearing they're having the inaugural, their inaugural tomorrow. Okay, that's what I'm hearing. I don't know if that's right, but Mm -hmm. they say their inaugural is tomorrow. How do you like that one? Yeah, that's... uh, We have have September 11th, and they're going to do a form of, their form of inaugural tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe somebody from our country will pay them a lot of money, and they'll make it a different day. You know, that's all we do is pay money and pay lives. But I appreciate the two of you. I appreciate your brother. Will you take care of your brother, please? Because I'll tell you, Jim has been fantastic. He's been a great voice, and we appreciate it, fellas. Oh, thank you so much much for your time. God bless you. Um, uh, Thank you for uh, just spending some time with us. Our readers love it. Uh, You have so much people out here in middle America, across this country, who love you, Mr. President. Don't ever forget that. Um, you're really a hero, and uh, thank you for being there for, for all of us. Well, I love them, and I love you guys. You're really very important, very important voice. Of your, and I, I must tell you, Jim, <laughs> and your brother, I have to give him credit because he keeps you uh, energized, right, Jim? <laughs> but you're, but yeah, you guys are a very, a, a very important voice, and we appreciate it. We need it. Right on. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you very much. Thank you, fellas. Have a good time. I'll see you soon. Bye. All right. Thank you. And we'd like to thank all of our listeners um, who uh, joined us today. That was really exciting. And, uh, you know, what what an honor to speak with uh, America's greatest president. Um, And I was so glad to do it with my twin brother. We've been through so much together. So. Any closing uh, thoughts? Well, it's just a, it's, it, it ended pretty much, you know, what we, how how we thought it would. He's he's just a he's been an incredible oh president. Goodness. He's gracious. He's uh, gone through more than anybody we've ever known, and he still stands strong and and is a beacon of truth and 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 hope for yeah. this for this country. Still fighting on. Uh, he left us with some really encouraging words. I know our listeners out there uh, saw that. So uh, we'll be posting that, uh, some recaps on the Gateway Pundit. Thank you all uh, for joining us. And uh, 
you know, God bless America and God bless all of you. And tomorrow will be uh, the 20 year anniversary of 9-11. Very somber day. Um, and let's let's all Jim, pray that our uh, coming to a country point? can um, come together and that uh, we, we get some of these uh, things corrected now because it's time. We, we got to change this direction. And uh, we, we thank President Trump for giving us a little bit of that. Gateway Pundit has surely been at the front of a lot of that, even though I know I gave them some flack for a couple of weeks, uh, a few weeks back. Um, they are one of the sources, uh, even though we give them some flack for their clickbait. They I mean, OK, apparently they used to do it really bad. Uh, it hasn't been that bad, in my opinion. But, you know, they do have a repetition of articles like, uh, you know, repeat information within less than 200 words with like 5,000 ads in between each sentence. <laughs> I mean, I, I could hold it to task for that, right? But uh, anyways, yeah. I had no idea that Jim and John were twins or Joe or whatever his name is. Um, I mean, uh, I've known twins that did not look like each other for crying out loud. In middle school, there were nine sets of twins in my same grade. Like in my same grade, there were nine sets of twins. <laughs> and everyone was like, what was in the water <laughs> that everyone had twins anyways good stuff guys good stuff um uh, yeah no yeah it's the same way that, that they they tell they actually they they say that to my brother take care of your brother <laughs> well he's the older one so that i guess is a natural recourse but you know um i don't know uh <laughs> i don't have a whole lot to say about that uh, the only thing I could say is my brother and I are identical. Uh, my brother seems to think that he would keep his hair. Well, he's balder than I am. And uh, yes, Liz, I'll take care of my brother. Uh, but rest assured, ladies and gentlemen, my twin is a Trump supporter. He is a patriot. He just takes care of the back of house. I take care of the front of house. And I think that's about all I could say about that. Because uh, my family, uh, aside from aside from my sister, uh, are very private people. Um, and uh, they don't like it because they don't like it when I talk about them. <laughs> they don't like it when I talk about them. And, uh, and you know, because I also am a writer. So uh, my brother's very paranoid that I'm going to write about him. I was like, you're never going to be in any of my stuff. So just uh, get over yourself anyways. Okay, guys, I think we got to call it a wrap here. Okay, we got to call it a wrap. There were 18 of you. What you talking about, Texan? Where you been, boy? You just wake up or what? I keep calling you boy. Anyway, you know I don't mean no disrespect by that man. <laughs> All right, guys, it's time to jet. Got to get on out of here. Uh, don't tell me he has a mullet haircut. You know. <laughs> no, 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 no. He did. Yeah, that would be funny if he did. Um, do you... Aha! Uh -huh. Just V says, do you two ever switch on us? No. <laughs> you would be able to tell who's who. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Um, his laugh is very similar to mine, but it's it's closer to Mickey Mouse than mine. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So, uh, no, we, we've never switched. We haven't done that since we were... I don't know, like in first grade or something like that. Yeah, yeah. There is an organic clone of myself. <laughs> it's organic. It's not, it's, it was not made in a lab or with machine. 
uh, but with my uh, my mother and my father's love juices. But anyways, that's <laughs> gross, 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 gross. Uh, my parents used to dress us exactly alike until we were like three. And uh, they lost one of us at a religious convention. <laughs> They thought they had found one of us and then they realized it was the same one and then when they thought they'd found the other one they realized the other one was gone and yeah after that that stopped you know uh but we are we are mirror mirror identical twins uh which apparently is different if i haven't said this before i'll say it before i go um we were we are fraternal twins we were born in two separate sacks but we are identical um but we are mirror uh, which means growing up, um, one of us parted our hair to the right and one of us parted our hair to the left naturally. And when we looked at each other, we looked like we were looking in a mirror. And uh, also, uh, well, I have like a, a mole right here. He has, I have a mole on this side. He has a mole on that side. So when we look at each other, we look like the moles on the same side. Mirror, mirror identical twins is what we were. I don't know. That's why we were talking about uh, twins with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger and big business with uh, Lily Tomlin and uh, Bette Midler. Damn it, Bette Midler. Why the hell did you have to be a damn freaking communist? You too, Lily. Anyways, yeah. So that's just the way that goes. Anyways, ladies, yeah, it's his birthday too on Thursday. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, uh, but anyways, as far as that goes, um, uh, well, I'll let you guys know about the weekend here. Um, right now, uh, Friday and Saturday are kind of tentative due to family and friend activities uh, coming in for the birthday. Um, but if, if anything, maybe I'll be here on Friday, but we might miss it on Saturday, uh, which would be Mr. C in the Dark and Texan, Lone Star News, since you're in the house, might as well let you know here now. Um we may not do an episode of Lone Star News on Saturday because uh, birthday uh, family stuff going on. But, hey, you know, Texan, if you want to take Lone Star News over to your channel <laughs> for the day, you're welcome to. I would not hold it against you, sir. But, uh, but, but yeah, no, you don't, don't even worry about it. You might have a weekend off, Texan. You might have a weekend off on Saturday. Uh, but I'll let you guys know as soon as I know, as soon as everything is, is set in stone. Hopefully it's before tomorrow, uh, tomorrow's show. So this way I can let you guys know for sure. Okay, cool. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for hanging out tonight here at uh, the C uh, Report um, in the C Chats. You guys showing a lot of love and thank you for your gold pill donations. Uh, we will be back tomorrow for our international episode. Um, and uh, who knows what we'll talk about. Uh, who knows what we'll discuss. There's a lot of things happening around the world that uh, we as patriots um and, and indeed as as uh, as as citizens of this world as human beings should be concerned about um and uh we'll get to it then though we'll get to it then though but in the meantime you guys have been great tonight thank you so much for tuning in all my love to you guys i know i've been kind of weird tonight uh but uh, either way i appreciate you all we'll see you tomorrow y'all guys be good y'all be safe y'all be blessed and god bless america we'll see you tomorrow <laughs>